Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett to call this jamboree game between the Federal Wolves and the Randolph County Tigers, if I remember correctly. Yes, the Randolph County Tigers. You know, we played them last last year on a Thursday night and went down there and beat them up pretty bad. And, uh, that was a fun game. That it was, but it is a new season, and so I'm sure that even though this being a jamboree practice game, uh, they will not forget what happened on their home turf just a year ago. But, you know, the year before that, they came down here and whipped up on us. So it's it's a toss-up, one-and-one over the last two matchups. So I, I guess we'll see what happens here. The uh, Wolves are sporting gold helmets with black jerseys and black pants, um, and the Randolph County Tigers are sporting their navy blue helmets and gray pants and uh, white jerseys. So we'll definitely have a distinction between the two. Yeah, Fayetteville's got these new pants. I like the striping on the pants and uh, brand-new jerseys as well. Oh, yeah. It looks nice, and uh, Coach Limbaugh, you know, he graduated a lot of seniors, so I guess he decided it was time for a fresh look. Yeah, well, you know, I think the seniors get a jersey during the athletic banquet, and I think it was time to replace the jerseys because you had to get rid of so many last year. That it was, Jacob. You know, we're, I'm excited to see uh, what, what we do this season with – uh, with the guys we got, you know, losing a lot of seniors last year, but Coach Lumball said these guys really got a lot of heart and they're giving it, uh, you know, they're all out there. And that that's really all you can ask for. You know, it, it starts in the locker room, and you want winners in the locker room. If you have winners in the locker room, it'll transition onto the field. Yeah, and one thing that will be familiar this year, if there is anything about this team that will be familiar, is that there will be a Deloach wearing number two under center this year. Yeah, that it will be, but it will not be Pacey as he's moved on and uh, he is playing at Faulkner, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to go, I think they said play quarterback there too. So, um, you know, transition into the collegiate level, and I think he'll do well uh, where he's at over there. And But, yeah, Zeke, and really the only difference between the two, they got the same build except one of them's about a foot taller than the other one. Yeah, Zeke's about five foot nothing looking at him from up here. Uh but he's quick, and uh, watching him throw during warm-ups, he can throw a little bit. And But that does take a receiver out of the receiver core, moving him to quarterback. That it does. But Coach Limbaugh was talking about his senior, Reed Wallace, that uh, has really stepped up to the plate this year and has really been leading the team, been a leader in the locker room as well as on the field. And, and that's what you need. You need that senior le- leadership. Yeah, and uh, we asked him last night some names that were going to step up this year to fulfill that senior leadership role. And he said, uh, I believe Cadence Barrett was one of them. I believe uh, Zeke was one of them, among others. And that's what you need. These younger guys, you have eighth graders that's probably going to start today. They look up to these seniors, these guys that's been here for a while. That they do, Jake. I mean, you know, one thing that's transitioning from last season, you had a lot of size out on the field last year. But this year, you know, it's – it's not so much size they have, but a lot of quickness. And I so I know that Coach Limbaugh will probably be using that to his advantage with a lot of jet sweeps and stuff around the outside instead of trying to run up the gut. And because uh, I'm looking over here at our, our roster, which actually has the shirt sizes for a lot of the players, and I see mostly small and mediums over there, and a few larges sprinkled in. Yeah, I see one extra large. <laughs> that, that's not a good sign for the boys up front. But I mean, I do see some size out there. And that's what you're going to need against this region that we play in. You need that size up front. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all 
Coach Limbaugh is probably hoping for is that they don't send the house uh, on on some of their plays. And speaking of houses, uh, Atkinson Homes, man, they really got some quality homes where they're at over in Childersburg. Uh, Luxury Homes, great customer service. And uh, so if you're in the need for a home, go see them. Yeah, going down 280, Brittany's always like, hey, I, I want that house right there, you know. So yeah. It's a very nice place and very nice houses out there. Um they are nice enough this year to sponsor our broadcast booth, or table as we call yeah, it. Yeah, the broadcast um, table. <laughs> and uh, can't forget Coosa Pines, a, a federal credit union, our uh, network sponsor for this year. That it is. That it is. And uh, we actually have a first down uh, any time tonight, so it'll be Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down uh, any time the Wolves move those chains. So we hope we uh, are representing Southern Smiles of Silicaga a lot this evening and the Wolves can get the ball going. And one thing we'll try to pass along to you throughout the game is that State Farm, Albia Steer scoreboard. Uh, David McCurley, me and him talked last night. He's supposed to be sending me scores in Childersburg at home hosting Mumford tonight. Uh, Comer on the road against the Dadeville Tigers tonight. So a lot of Tigers playing around the area in Talladega County this weekend. That it is, Jake. I guarantee you 100% certain that the Tigers will win in the matchup between Comer and Dadeville. Yeah, and the Mumford line, so the Cat's going to win that game, I guess you could say. <laughs> that it is, Jacob. And uh, just for those of you listening out there, we've had a little technical difficulties with the uh, ads we got planned, so if there's some dead air, we are still on for this game this evening as the Wolves break through the banner and coming over here to the sidelines, and uh, they look all gassed up and ready to go, Jacob. Yeah, I'm excited to get this new season uh, preseason, I guess you could call it, underway. Just uh, one game tonight against Randolph County, and uh, next week we start against Verbena. We have to travel down to Chilton County. Hopefully there's some service out there where we can pick things up and uh, get this new season underway. I'm definitely hoping so, Jacob. And you know, if we can leave early enough, I know a, uh, a good few places to eat. Uh, or a few good places to eat rather down there because my, uh, my dad's wife, she's actually from the Clanton area that you had to go through to get to Verbena, so we'll go get us some good food before the game. Yeah, this past weekend I was in uh, Clanton. My little niece's birthday party was uh, Sunday, and I, I wanted some peaches. Uh, unfortunately, peaches are out of season right now. Ah, That's a big disappointment going to Chilton County. That it is, man. They got some good peaches over there, and uh, that is disappointing to hear. But uh, that just means it's, you know, we're about to kick off fall and then the little bit of winter that we have in the in the state of Alabama, which isn't very much sometimes, and then other times it is. Yeah, that little bit of fall, too, because, you know, it's about 90 degrees halfway through September. Then we have the, that little bit. We're as comfortable out here, or like you like to make fun of. That's 75 degrees, man. I'm wearing a jacket out Man, I'm, I, for those of you listening that don't sit with him, I mean, it, it'll be this hot. It's like it was probably 90 degrees out here earlier. And we would be in the air conditioning. This man would have a jacket on. Yeah, I don't like being cold. But, you know, I work out I work out in the elements every day, and I'd rather work out in the heat any day. Uh, I don't know about all that, man. I, I prefer, since I work outside, too, I prefer the cold, to be completely honest with you, until you get wet, and then it changes the ball game. Yes. So it looks like to start this game out, the Wolves will be receiving the kick, but, again, they will not be able to return the ball. Um 
based on this is a Jamboree game, and this is a preseason game, so the this will not go towards the record um, for this season. Yeah, uh, looks like uh, Zeke Deloach will be the deep man for the Wolves, and hopefully that's not going to be the case throughout the season because you never want your quarterback to return kickoffs. Yeah, we hadn't even got the ball off. We already seeing Coach Limbaugh pulling some tricks out of his sleeve. Here he goes to get the ball ready. And that's going to be a squib to about the 25-yard line, and it's called and not returned. And that was Hunter Hammonds on the field. So they will start, and they will set up shot at the 30-yard line. So let's see what Coach Limbaugh and this Wolves offense have set up. We probably won't see a whole lot of trickery this evening, Jacob. He won't want to pull all his cards out. Well, like you say during the coaches show, not to give away your game plan. And I'm pretty sure that's what Coach Limbaugh is doing tonight. Hey, let's just give you a taste of it. And next week, we're going to come hit you in the mouth for whatever I have in my back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the thing that kind of is strange about jamborees too it's like you know you really don't want to do what your normal game plan is but you know you still got to be able to to get the ball moving so the loach under center takes the snaps gonna be a hand up straight up the gut and that was a gain of about two yards to the 32 yard line and that was i believe hunter hammond's on the carry yeah i was trying to see a name and that was hunter hammond hey glad to see hunter back on the football field after the Childersburg game last year yeah i don't want to talk about the Childersburg game last year to be honest with you jacob i was just saying (laughs) oh i know it yeah that was that Ended on a bad note. Deloach under center again. Sends a man in motion. Takes a snap. His hand off to Hunter Hammonds up the middle again. And he is stopped by a host of Tigers for about a gain of nothing. So, and, uh, That's where that undersized offensive line is going to get you right there. Yep, exactly. You can't run it up the gut too many times because it's not going to be hard for a decently sized defensive line to put a stop to it. So we'll see what they do here on about third and six. And we'll see if John Limbaugh puts it in the hands of his senior quarterback. Under center again. Sends a few guys in motion in the eye formation. Two receivers to the near side. Loach takes a snap. It's a toss. And that will lose about four yards. So I bring up fourth and ten and the punt. Yeah, that was uh, Landon Payton on the carry. A, a, probably a new name, I believe, to the Fayetteville Wolves radio broadcast. But... Uh, Coach Limbaugh has some high praise for uh, Landon Payton last night, so let's see what he can do this year. Absolutely. Well, he's one carry for negative four yards, so they're going to have to swap things up. They had three runs and uh, a net gain of zero yards. So Deloach, who's also the quarterback, is going to be punting this ball away, and the Tigers got two men back, William Wilson and uh, Zach Caldwell, to return this. And I'm not sure, will they return punts this evening, Jacob? No, they will not return punts. All righty. Well, it hit one of the Wolves players' helmets, and the ball will run down to about the 45-yard line. So that's where the Tigers will set up shot. Yeah, normally in a Jamboree game, they don't punt, but since this is a, a somewhat of a live game, they're going to play the ball where it lies, kind of like golf, play where it lies, you know. That's right. Well, the Wolves may not have moved the ball very far, but they chewed up about two minutes and four seconds off the clock. So we're just over two minutes into this first quarter, and the score is knotted up at zero, as we'll see the Tigers' offense for the first time this evening. Yeah. You know, give the Wolves a generous roll. 
And they'll start from their own 43-yard line. Under center. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle. And that's going to be a gain of about five yards. And that was Christian Jefferson on the carry. Uh, our first look at the, the man in the highlighter hat calling the defense, Coach Mark Reed. And his defenses are always fun to watch. And, uh, once again, you know, they're a little undersized, a little youth on the defense, but not a bad tackle right there. Absolutely, Jacob. And, uh, you know, sometimes it helps to have those young guys out there. They're going to hit a 100% effort. And while they may not be, you know, the greatest thing on the field this year, it'll transition as they get more experience. And then, before you know it, you'll have a, a team full of juniors and seniors out there. Willis, under center, takes a snap, and he will hand it to the fullback up the middle who will power all the way to the 49, and that'll be a first down for the Randolph County Tigers. Yeah, I believe I believe that was Christian Jefferson on the carry. And if you're looking at him, he is about the size of our defensive line. Yep, that he is. All four of them put together, mind you. Uh, Randolph County's definitely got some size this year. I don't remember them being this big last year, but I do remember, I believe, Willis was under center last year when we played them. So they got some experience there under center. Under center, Willis takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff straight up the gut, and that is going to be stuffed as uh, Wilson had nowhere to go. I'll bring up second and ten. Yeah, uh, Wilson's probably the smallest kid on the field, and still, he's about the size of our lineman. Uh, this Randolph County offensive line, unfortunately, having their way with the Fayetteville Wolves defense right now. That they are, as um, number 65 for the Wolves, Caleb Manus checks off the field. And doing a long huddle, and I can tell that this Randolph County offense is definitely going to be one that grounds and pounds. Willis back up under center. Three guys behind him in the formation. Receiver split out to the near end. Takes a snap, and this is going to be a pass. He's going to bullet one for about a 12-yard gain to the right side of the field, and that was number two, Zach Caldwell, on the catch, and that'll bring up first down for the Tigers. Yeah, great great job by uh, Zeke right there not to not to let any more happen than had already happened. Zeke was right there as soon as Caldwell caught the ball and brought him down, but it was still beyond that orange pylon. That it was, and great pass by Willis and a great pocket uh, poser there as he stayed in there and it started collapsing and he got that ball off perfectly to Caldwell. Up under center. He's going to take the snap again and it's going to be a delayed handoff up the middle and that's going to be a gain of about seven. Looks like it was uh, Wilson on the carry. Yeah, it looks like Randolph County's trying to show off the running back room right now. I think that's like the fourth or fifth different ball carrier this drive. That it is as Wilson's actually checking off the field. Willis coming back on as we're seven minutes left in this first quarter and the uh, score is knotted up at zero. They'll come up. Come out the snap. Same formation again. Maryland I takes the snap. Willis is going to be a handoff up the middle. The ball was almost stripped out but able to hang on to it. 
bring up about a third and two situation, and I think that was a new man on the carry. That was Amari Molden. Yeah, and that was uh, Peyton Kraft actually got in the backfield. He was just unable to complete the tackle. If he would have made that tackle, that would have been probably Randolph County's first loss so far. Yeah, that that it would be, and uh, the Tigers are really have the momentum right now, and the Wolves need a big play, or they might just have their way all the way to the end zone. Lewis under center, third and three in the Maryland eye formation again. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff straight up to middle, and that is no problem as that's about a six-yard gain, and I believe that was Christian Jefferson on the carry. Yeah, and if you remember, a lot of these guys, we, we called their name from Randolph County last year too. And the way it looks right now, these guys have gotten bigger since last year. Yeah, I don't know what they've been eating over there, but they may be like Coach Fawcett and having the uh, the guys come over every Thursday and, and eat because they have packed on the weight for the big hefties up front. And from what I heard, they had breakfast last night. That's, I love breakfast for supper. Well, I, I just, I, I'm one of them. I just can't do it, man. It just don't feel right. Willis back up under center. First and ten. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff up to Molding, who breaks free. He's finally brought down by Zeke DeLoach and number 22, Reed Wallace. But he picked up another first down, and now ball will be placed right outside the 10-yard line. So, Well, we're going to take a quick break. We got a heat timeout. You listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. is right here. This is Fayetteville Wolves football on the Fayetteville Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Sponsored by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union, Toyota of Sylacauga, Milo's, Ace Hardware Sylacauga, Allen Fruit. Welcome back. Farm Links Field to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. And the uh, Tigers come out from the heat break at the 10-yard line. First and 10, takes a snap. Willis is going to be a toss, and it is fumbled in the backfield. And they pick it up, but not before they lose about eight yards back to the 20-yard line. And that's something the Wolves needed to happen there. Yeah, maybe that was the shot in the arm the Wolves defense needed. And if, uh, I believe that was Zeke that came from his safety position to almost get to that football. If it would have been two steps quicker... It would be Wolves football. That it was, and had that toss been executed properly, properly, that may have been six. So that was a good break there for the Wolves getting back in there and causing some problems. So this has been the first time that the Tigers are behind the chains like this. So let's see what Willis and this offense can do. Lined up in the I formation. Takes the snap. And it's going to be a pass. He drops back, fires one just on the outside of Caldwell's hands uh, to the right side of the field. That'll be incomplete. Bring up third and 20. Yeah, but I believe even if they don't convert this third down, it's still go-for-it territory. And 
So the Wolves defense needs to step up for at least two more plays right here. And, hey, let's get this ball back. Absolutely, because I don't see number one Levi Phillips playing for the Randolph County Tigers. So I don't think they'll be pulling out the special teams on this fourth down that may or may not be coming up. Wilson under center. Excuse me, Willis under center. Takes a snap. Fakes a handoff. It's going to be another pass. Drops back. He's hit as he's thrown, and it's intercepted by Zeke Galoch. He's at the 20. He's to the 30. He's still on his feet to the 40. To the 50. He can go. go. He can go. To the 40. To the 30. He can go. To the 20. To the 10. To the 5. And that is going to be touchdown Wolves. I believe... He fumbled it in the end zone, and I believe it went out. But there is a flag on the field, thanks to Coach Morris Phillips for pointing that out. There was a flag back in about, probably looks like holding territory. Yeah, he had a lot of room running back that one. It may have been a little too much room, and that penalty will be declined as that ball was fumbled out of the back of the end zone for a touchback. So just when the Wolves had some momentum, it will the ball be given back to the Randolph County Tigers as we're just under four minutes left in the first quarter. Score still knotted up at zero. And look like the Wolves offense might not have to take the field, but looks like, yep, they signal touchback, so the Randolph County Tigers will take over at the 25-yard line. But I will say that was a great job by that Wolves defensive line to create that disruption right there and force the bad throw. That it was, Jacob. That it was. Now you got to send the defense back onto the field. And we'll see what if they can make another stop here. Oh, well, we'll just look at it, look at it as a major loss for the, the Randolph County Tigers. Yeah, that's the way I think we'll look at it, and that'll make me not feel as bad about <laughs> losing that ball out of the back of the end zone. But he was so close. He just couldn't outrun number four, Christian Jefferson. What a heck of a play by Jefferson there to chase down the loach. He was chasing it from about the 40-yard line there, Jacob. Yeah, it looked like Zeke kind of lost his footing there on, on the way to the end zone. Probably about the 10-yard line, I believe, his foot kind of slipped. Kind of got cross-footed or something. It kind of messed his run up. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. And, and that's all right because as it is, this is a jamboree game as Willis hands it off up the middle. And it looks like that was Caldwell on the carry, and that got right back to the line of scrimmage, it looks like. Hey, I will tell you one thing looking at this crowd tonight. Uh, you know, they had a theme day today for uh, the jamboree game. It was right with Tigers. I've seen all these kids wearing the Rolling Stones and ACDC shirts yeah. and all that. That's a, that's a pretty good sight to see, even though the kids probably never listened to that music. No, never listened to it or probably never heard of it. It's good to know at least they're... Their parents have good taste in music. <laughs> My child knows. That's right. That's right. Willis under center takes the snap, and it's going to be a pass. He drops back. That Wolves defense is back there. He eludes the pressure, and he's finally taken down by Cole Hardy, and he had nowhere to go, and that will bring up third and 15. Yeah, Cole, Cole better watch out right there. If that hand was maybe two inches a little higher, I would have been face mask territory, but that is still a great. Yeah, it was, as Willis was able to dance away. And uh, get away from that. And so then Cole Hardy said, well, I'll take you down single-handedly. So, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, in high school football, anything around the helmet, it doesn't even have to be the face mask. I think they still call it as a face mask penalty. <sighs> well, I guess sometimes you got to do that with just under two minutes left in the first quarter, and this has been a defensive battle. About a 
zero to zero, and the Tigers almost was in touchdown territory and turned it over as they'll take a timeout. We'll take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to the Atkinson Broadcast booth. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Vettel Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett out here as the uh, we had a defensive effort here through the first quarter. Just under a minute 30 to go. Willis takes a snap, and he dropped back. He's got plenty of room. He has some pressure. He's going to dump it off, and there's a penalty flag. This one will be coming back. Looked like a game of about 20 yards, but I believe that one will be coming back, Jacob. Yeah, might have been hold on the offense on the other side of the offensive line opposite us, but that was a great little pitch and catch, but there was a little help with it. That it was, and a and, uh, great little dump off by Willis to Hardnett there up the middle to find his uh, dump off guy, and that it is, it is holding, so this thing will come back 10 more yards and make it third down. Wow. So the Wolves... Defense standing strong here. This will be the play that the defense needs. Maybe for, try to force a turnover here and get the ball back with a very good field position. Yeah, that would be great, Jay, because I don't know if they've got a punter on the special special teams that could compete with what we had last year or even what we have this year. So we'll see if they don't get this if they go for it. This is going to be about a third and 25. Yeah, the scoreboard says third and 24, but it, I would say about 25 yards, but still it's third and third and a very long way. That it is. Takes a snap. Willis is going to be a toss to Caldwell around the right side. He's got a big hole, but didn't get very far. He got five of those yards back. As that'll bring us just under 30 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Score still not up at zero, and it looks like, Jacob, they will send out the punt unit. Yeah, and I don't believe they have a punter that can flip the field, and I believe the Wolves are going to start with great field position. That they are, and you know, one thing we haven't seen yet I'd like to see is Zeke DeLotes throw the football. We know his brother could air it out extremely well, so we'll see if his brother can do the same. Yeah, and it's going to be Cameron Hammonds back deep to return the punt. Caldwell be the one punting. Low snap, takes it. Not a bad punt. Lands at about the 45 and fielded by Cameron Hammonds at the 48. So the Wolves will start on the plus side of the field, and that brings us to the end of the first quarter. So we'll take a quick break. Let's do the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union.
Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. About to get this second quarter under the underway, and uh, the score still knotted up at zero, but the Wolves have the ball at the Randolph County 48-yard line. Yeah, let's see what uh, what the Wolves' offense can do with this opportunity that's being given to them, because uh, we were in trouble there for a minute. That we were, Jacob, but the good thing is this offense got good and rested up, so... Let's see what they can do is they'll, they'll flip the field. And it looks like they're going to actually play this, Jacob, where the ball landed. So instead of being at the 48, they're actually going to be at the 43-yard line to start things out. So that's even better. Yeah, and we're going to see Zeke DeLoach and company try to, try to build off of that opening drive where they really couldn't get anything going. Yeah, that they couldn't, Jacob. Not a lot of offense to go. Zero yards through three plays is... Lopes calls an audible, so they're going to get in the shotgun. Two receivers split out to each side. Lopes takes a snap. It's going to be a quarterback draw. Dances around a few guys. Picks up about a yard and a half. Uh, bring up about second and nine. Yeah, Zeke didn't see anything he liked, so he put the ball, or maybe that was a design run by Limbaugh. But either way, Zeke tucked the ball in and got some positive yards out of it. Yeah, it looked like it was a design draw because I didn't really see any of the receivers going out on any routes there. But I'd really like to see him be able to throw the ball here as we've run it four straight times. So I'd really like to see what what he can do putting that ball in the air. Is it'll come out in the pistol, and now the Loach will step up under center. Calls another audible. Splits out two receivers to each side. And somebody jumped. Looks like that's going to be a false start. And that'll bring them back about three yards. Yeah, I just saw the official on the other side. The other side judge, and he just called it. And that's what it's going to be. Yeah, you want to get those out of your system during the jamboree. So that's good that they, they did it in the end. But the Wolves over... Three plays of offense have went negative three yards, so averaging about negative yard a carry. Yeah, and that's, that's that's not a that's not a good look. But like you said, it's a jamboree game. This is the game to get it out of your system. We need to start seeing them pass the ball more. I mean, this game, whether you win or lose, it doesn't count. It's time to start trying things. That it is, Jacob. And so it's going to be about second and thirteen. The load steps back into the shotgun. Two receivers split out to each side. Hammonds in the backfield. That's going to look like going to be a hard count. It's going to be a design QB blast up the middle. Deloach gets maybe a yard. A ball pops out, but he was down. So this will be third and 13. Yeah, you had a referee standing there. But Randolph County, give them credit, tried to give us an Oscar-worthy performance of trying to get on top of it. But like I said, there was a referee there, and it still failed with football, but it is third down. That's right. Didn't need the instant replay to tell them that that wasn't a fumble. So... We'll see what Coach Limbaugh digs out here for a third and 13. I'd imagine you wouldn't run the ball right here, but we'll see what Coach Limbaugh has planned. And we have seen crazier things. That we have. So we're going to have two receivers split out to each end. Hammond's in the backfield with the Loach. The Loach takes a snap, and it is going to be a pass. He drops back. He fires it. And I thought it was going to land in Payton, but it's actually going to Reed Wallace, and he makes the catch at about the 38-yard line. So this will bring up about fourth and six. Yeah, that makes it a little bit more manageable. You know, knowing Limbaugh, he might go for it right here. But Reed Wallace is one of those guys that last night during the coaching show he talked highly of, and right there he just helped his little offense out. Yeah, that he did. That was a... A great pickup of about seven yards. First positive play we've had to go that far. So 
We'll see what they can do here. Fourth down, six to go in the shotgun. The Loach. He's going to take the snap. He's going to drop back. He's got pressure, and he'll be sacked. No, he got the ball off, but it's intercepted by Willis, and that'll be would have been a touchdown had he not run into number eight, Jonathan Ennis. And so the Randolph County Tigers will take over at about the 45-yard line. Yeah, there was nothing there. I mean, the ball is really where it was going to end up anyway. That it was, and he didn't have much time at all as Zach Caldwell was all over him from the time of the snap. You know, that's one of the issues you run into throwing the ball when you have a smaller offensive line. You know, you you got to have some time for him to go through his reads, and he was just, you know, trying to get out of uh, a sack there and threw an interception doing so. But the uh, Tigers will take over at the Wolves' 42-yard line. Just under 10 minutes left to go. In this second quarter, score still at zero, so we'll see who put points on the board first. Quick snap, Willis going to be handoff up the middle, and that's going to pick up about three yards, and that was Darlin Johnson on the carry. First time we called his name this evening. And that was Cole Hardy and Brenton Cantrell on the tackle there, so good job by them to come out of their linebacker position and make the tackle. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That, uh, getting some young guys involved. You know, Brenton Kendrell, I'm not sure what grade he's in, but I know he's a younger guy. It's, it, You know, sometimes inexperience ain't good on the defensive or offensive side of the ball, but you're picking up experience for the next few years. So, you know, you're getting those guys good playing time. Willis under center takes the snap. He's going to fake the handoff and give it to Johnson, who will be taken down at the 40-yard line for about a loss of two to bring up third and eight. So another third and long for the Randolph County Tigers. Yeah, that was Caleb Manis and uh, Peyton Kraft right there bringing the rest of their defensive line mates and making that great tackle, great game tackle by the Wolves right there. Yeah, neither team really wanting to to try anything different, and I understand so because you don't want to dig into that bag of tricks on a, a game that ain't going to count towards a win and loss uh, column. So I see why both of them are playing it conservative, but somebody's got to try and do something here soon. Third and eight. Willis under center takes a snap. He's going to fake. It's going to be a pass. He's running around, and he's taking down, heaves it up. I think it was intended for Caldwell, but didn't get there. And that was Caleb Manus and Peyton Kraft there on the pressure. Hey, these defensive guys, I mean, that's like our, that's our fourth, fourth or fifth time calling their name. So great job by them. Even though they're outside, they're still rising to the occasion and making plays. That it is. And, you know, Peyton Kraft's one of those guys John Limbaugh talked about last night that they came to play football, you know, wanting to play a skilled position, but stepped up for the team to, to play a lineman position. You know, that just goes to show what kind of guys he's got out there on the field this season that, you know, will uh, positionless, you know, will go play whatever position. But we're taking a quick time out, out on the field. We'll take one with them. You'll the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. So, 
Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Me and Jacob up here chilling out in the uh, Atkinson Holmes broadcast booth, broadcast stadium, rather. Not in the booth this evening, which we like it more out on the field because, you know, we kept that air conditioner so cold against your wheel when we was up in the booth a few times and fogged up the window. So we, we're uh, we glad to be back. And it looks like the Tigers will send on the punt team. As Caldwell's going to get the snap. Cameron Hammond's back deep. He's going to kick it. And that was not a bad punt as Hammonds will field it at about the nine-yard line. So really flipping the field there. Yeah, no need to let it bounce because they're playing where the ball lands initially. So if that ball were to bounce, it would have been in the end zone. But the way they're playing these Jamboree games, it's going to be start on the 10-yard line. That it is, Jacob. And, you know, I really wish they would – I know it's all for the safety of the game, but I really wish they would do it to where if you, if you uh, fair catch it, or you take a touchback, you had to start from, like, the 10-yard line. That way it would incentivize returns. But I know the whole name of the game is to to not do that. <laughs> but that would be a cool thing I'd like to see in, in sports. So they'll take over to about the 10-yard line. Deloach under center, but he's going to step back in that shotgun formation they've liked this evening. Hammond's in the backfield with him. He's going to take the snap, drops back, blown dead. Is that a false start? Yep, looks like it is. So... They'll be getting even closer to the end zone, but not the one they want to be at. Yeah, this is where you need to teach these new offensive line. Hey, you got to wait till Zeke says go before you can move. I know it's the first game jitters, and it's a good thing that we do have a first game jamboree to get these out of your system. Well, get the bugs out of the system for the players, but also us over here uh, and not having the ads work all the way correctly, so we apologize to those listening, but... We're about seven and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Still knotted up at zero. First and 15 to load in the shotgun. He's going to take the snap and drop back. He's going to look for his reads. He's going to fire one across the middle, and that's caught by Reed Wallace at about the 10-yard line. So they gained back about five of those yards they lost. So that'll be second down and 10. Uh, I believe that's a correction. That was Atticus Jack making, was it number 34? Oh, it was. Oh, Reed Wallace is 22. Excuse me. I thought he was number 34. I don't know where I got that out of, but I got to relearn all these numbers this year, Jacob. We had basically the same numbers for about two years in a row there, but now they're swapping things up on us. Yeah, 22 was Zeke last year, and now Zeke's wearing number two. That it was. Under center, Deloach takes the snap. It's going to be a toss to the left side of the field and trying to find some daylight. Pops a defender, maybe gets a yard is uh, Cadence Barrett, so... Trying to fight to get some yardage, but gets right back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll be about third and ten, third and eleven. So a lot of a lot of guys were starting to get their names on the air for the first time this year. And Cadence, you know, he's a playmaker for the Wolves, and that was, I believe that was his first touch today. Yeah, I believe it was. So let's see what Coach Limbaugh does here on a third and long. About six minutes to go in the second quarter. Still no score. So we may go into overtime this evening without a score, Jacob. Will they go into overtime in the Jamboree? That's uh, something Coach didn't elaborate. No, we, which we didn't ask, to be fair. Takes a snap to Loach. It's going to be a handoff up the middle, like to the to the fullback. And that's going to be about no gain. And it looks like that was Hunter Hammonds on the carry. So that'll bring up fourth and long. 
And it looks like we're going to take a taking a heat timeout. We'll take one with them. You listen to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Kusa Pines Federal Credit Union. We've got a new Ace Hardware, and they're your summer outdoor grilling headquarters. They have Blackstone grills and Traeger wood pellet grills, plus road trip rockers and Kanga coolers. So go by and see Wade Pruitt and his crew and see all the new great grand opening deals at your new Ace Hardware next to the breezeway of the Ogletree Plaza Shopping Center on West Fort William Street in Sylacauga. Ace Welcome back to the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth. The Pebble Football Game of the Week on the Pebble Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. We're glad we got the wrinkles ironed out um, for the ad. So those of you that just heard the um, Ace Hardware ad, that's right. Ace is coming to Sylacauga after a long absence. And real quick, checking in on the State Farm LBS scoreboard. We have a score from uh, Legion Stadium tonight. At the end of the first quarter, Benjamin Russell over Sylacauga 13 to nothing. Okay, so it looks like uh, Sylacauga is struggling a little bit to find a groove on the offensive end. And uh, that'll that'll definitely be a battle. Sylacauga's got a tough schedule this year. I was looking at that. Pebbles lined up pretty favorably, but theirs did not. Zeke gets the snap for the punt, and that's a pretty good punt, but it's going to land at the 35, and I believe that's where they'll play it. So pretty decent field position for the Tigers as they take off, take over on offense for the third time this evening. So we'll see if uh, either one of these offenses can get something rolling. Definitely has not been a shootout. It's about five minutes left to go before the half, and... Um, Still no score. And, Jacob, th- this will be a full game as far as four 12-minute quarters, correct? That is correct. Okay. The only thing different is, like we have said before, for those that are just now joining us, there are no kickoffs or punt returns. Yep. So they're practicing with the legs, but they're not practicing the returns. So. And Willis and the offense will take over at about the... 42-yard line, so I guess where it landed is where they'll play. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle, and there is some daylight there for Amari Molding as he picks up about nine yards on the carry, so that'll bring up second and short, and this may be a time to take a shot down the field, Jacob. Yeah, they've relied on the run game for most of the first quarter and a half, and who knows, maybe they'll step back and throw one towards the end zone. That's right. We might have seen seven combined passes this evening between both teams, but the rest has been running the ball. you got two old-school coaches on each end. Willis under center. He takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Jefferson up there. Excuse me, Johnson up the middle. And he gets taken down right at the 30, so... That might be enough. Yes, it will be enough for the first down as the official gives the go-ahead for the chain game. And it looks like, yep, first and ten from the 30-yard line. And uh, this is where the defense, you are definitely in four-down territory because I don't think they have a kicker that will make it. Defense needs to take a deep breath, relax, and let's go out here and make some plays. Yeah. Absolutely, that's exactly what we need to do here. Willis under center. Takes a snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle again. This time it is to Jefferson. Excuse me, molding. And he's going to pick up about eight yards, make it second and two. 
And those of you just joining us, just a little under four minutes to go before the half, and we are still knotted up at zero. Neither offense can can make anything happen in a game like this is when you miss somebody like Levi Phillips, Jacob. Yeah, you know, Levi could, in warm-ups, maybe even during a game, he could definitely kick it from where the ball is now, and he will be missed, but he's off doing, you know, better things after graduation this year. And That he is. Willis takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle this time to Jefferson, who's going to break away and finally gets knocked out at about the three-yard line. And I've been wanting him to carry the ball for about the past three plays, so I'm glad they finally gave it to him. Yeah, he was one of those names that we definitely called a lot last year. and He's another one of those. He's also gained about 20 pounds. Yeah, that he has, Jacob. And this is the first time either offense has really been knocking on that door, so... From the three-yard line is where they're they're gonna set up shop first and go. So they got four attempts to get three yards, and the way they've been moving it, it looks like they'll probably get it. A quick State Farm, I'll be a Steers insurance scoreboard update. 9:27 to go in the second quarter. Chillsburg and Mufford are tied at seven. That sounds like a good game. As Jefferson up the middle, did he cross the plane? He did. They'll signal touchdown, so the Tigers are the first to strike this evening, and that'll put six on the board, and we'll see if they send the PAT crew on. Yeah, it looked like William Wilson from Randolph County giving his best referee impression. He was the only one standing in the end zone. He had his hands up. That he did, and it was hard to tell from here, but after official, it didn't take him very long to give it the, uh, the go-ahead on the touchdown, so... That'll make your new score six to nothing, Randolph County's way, and it does look like that they'll let uh, they'll let William Wilson come out here and attempt this extra point. Snaps good, holds good, kick is no good, no good just to the left, but it it had the power and had the distance. It just uh, just not accurate enough. So they'll be kicking the ball off to the Wolves. They're taking a break on the field. We'll take one with them. Just let's hit a Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. It's always a good day when your morning starts off with fresh hot coffee as well as cappuccino and latte options from Allen Brew Market. They mean it when they say fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're rolling with Welcome back to Farm Links Field. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett out here calling the Jamboree game between the Fetwell Wolves and the Randolph County Tigers. And for those of you just joining us, the Tigers just got on the board first, striking. Uh, now they are up 6 to nothing on your hometown Wolves with about 3 minutes and 25 seconds left to go before the half. And they're getting ready to kick this thing off. And uh, the kickoffs, they will kick them, but they will not return them. Checking to make sure his guys are ready, and there is a whistle blowing this thing dead. So we'll see what that's all about. They have a look like they had some issues getting lined up for the kickoff return there. Yep, sure did. They're sending Peyton Craft out there. I don't. It looked like they didn't have enough guys. Well, this is a jamboree. It's a good thing because these are the ones you need to get out of your system. That it is. Anything you're gonna do to get cussed out by the coaches, do it in this game. <laughs> Checking with his guys to make sure they're ready. Kick's underway, and that's a good kick. It is going to land about the 18-yard line, so 
that's where the Wolves will set up, and I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball every play to get to the other end, Jacob. They might have to start putting that thing in the air. Yeah, we need to start seeing different things now. We've ran the ball just about every play we've ran. It's time to throw Randolph County off guard for something in the air. That it is, Jacob. Let the, uh, your quarterback, Zeke Deloach, step back there and throw it. And if you get him enough protection, I think he's got the arm to get it out there. It's just we really need to get him some help on the interior end. That way he's not having to run for his life and throw an interception, you know, whenever whenever he drops back to pass. So they'll break the huddle. And it looks like they'll give it to him at the 25, I guess, because it was fair caught inside the 20. So in the shotgun. Takes a snap. Loach is going to be a fake. And then it's going to be give to Cadence Baird, who fights forward. And it looked like about a gain of nothing, but he got about three yards out of that one. So he fought and got some yardage there, and that will bring up second down. Yeah, that was definitely a hard-earned three yards. But, hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh looks like they're not in any hurry to try to get this thing in the end zone as they let it tick. Just below three minutes, six to nothing, Randolph County. Coach, shotgun trio, Landon Payton, and Reed Wallace split out to the right side. It's going to be a handoff up the middle again, and this time, Cadence Barrett is going nowhere. That's going to be a loss of about three, two yards, and it's going to bring up about third and eight. Yeah, Ashton Donahue got in there and disrupted that play from the get-go. The only thing is, Ashton Donahue is wearing a black jersey out there. Uh, yeah, that it is. So we, another guy they got playing, he's on the line, isn't he, Jacob? Yes, sir. All right, another guy they got playing on the line that had come out there for a different position but stepped up for the team to play the lineman position. So now we got a, a new man in the backfield, number 28, Blair. Deloach takes a snap. Blair's going to be blocking for him. He fires one to Reed Wallace. It's complete for a gain of about three yards. And he fired that one in there, and that'll that'll make it easier here on this fourth down try as it'll be about fourth and four now. So. And uh, Coach Limbaugh has that paper in his hands, that one we told you he had in his pocket earlier. It's in his hands, so let's see what he's got drawn up right here on fourth and short. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you'll probably see another pass here and, and possibly two Reed Wallace or either Cadence Barrett. Seems to be the go-to man here tonight. And they'll set up in the shotgun again. Blair in the backfield. Reed Wallace to the near side. Cadence Barrett to the far side. Each one a man joining them. Takes a snap to Loach. He's got a little bit of time. He's dancing around. Fires one. And, wow, what an interception by William Wilson. And it'll be down at about the 35. There was a flag. I believe it was going to be for holding, so it'll be declined. Yeah, that's Fayetteville's second turnover by way of interception of the half, if I'm not mistaken. Man. Well, that's good. We'll do them all in this game, so next game we won't have to worry about it. But while they're trying to sort this out, I do have a State Farm LBS tier scoreboard update. At the end of the first quarter, Dave will 14-6 over the B.B. Comer Tigers right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess Comer's having a little bit of a slow start. Um, maybe carrying over from that Silicaga game a couple weeks ago to Jamboree when they actually defeated the Aggies, and that's been the first time that's happened in a long time. Yeah, being a Comer Tiger... I mean, I know it's a jamboree, so, I mean, the win doesn't count. But anytime you play Silicaga, it's an emotional game. It's a cross-town rivals. 
But that being a Jamboree game, and, you know, right into week one after that, you know, you had a lot riding last week. Absolutely. So I'm not sure what that flag was for, but the Wolves will have a first down at about the 48-yard line. In the shotgun, the Loach takes a snap, and it's going to be a run to the left side by the Loach. He's going to get about five yards. He's dragging a man, jukes a man out, powers forward, and he ends up picking up about 13 yards on the play and never went down. And Wow, that's a lot of strength in a little guy. Yeah, those Tigers were trying to strip the ball from Zeke right there, so Zeke made the, the choice to make a hard left and run it right out of bounds, but that was after the first downs, man. That he did. I guess it was maybe offside on the defense earlier or defensive holding. I'm not sure if I didn't exactly catch that, but he got out of bounds too, which was smart. So a minute and five left before the half. It looks like the Wolves are going to try to punch this thing in the end zone. That's 40-yard line. First and ten. Loach calls for an audible in the shotgun. Two men to each side. He's going to take the snap. He's going to drop back. Rolls to the right. Fires one to a wide open man. He gets about 10 yards, and he'll be tackled. They say a fumble. I don't believe so, and that was Cadence Barrett with the catch. But it's still going to be a fateful foot. No, it's going to be Randolph County football. You know, Jacob, if if it was, if he did fumble the ball, it didn't look like he had it long enough for it to be considered a fumble. No, he, I don't think he took one step. You know, I think you have to make two steps with full possession, and I don't believe that was. Yeah, I don't the know case. if that would count as a full football move, but we'll go with what the what the uh, men in stripes say. So that'll be a first and ten for Randolph County. And that was the first time the Wolves actually had the ball moving this evening, so that's a little disappointing. Yeah, a little. What do they say, Debbie Downer there? But, hey, you got some momentum off of that for the next offensive drive. Absolutely, and they're really moving the ball through the air there. Willis under center. He's going to take the snap. It's going to be a handoff the middle to Wilson. And he'll pick up about six yards on that one. And it looks like they may just want to run this thing down and uh, take the six points they got under 45 seconds. Randolph County up 6 nothing. so... Yeah, I was looking across the way at the Randolph County coaches to see if their hands went up, but I don't think they did. So they're just going to let it run out. Hey, let's get this thing in the halftime with a 6 to nothing lead. Yep. You may see them air it out here, but I don't believe so. Second and four. Willis under center. I think they'll have to snap it one more time. Takes his nab. It is a fake, and they are going to air it out. He's jumping around, dancing around. He's going to run it. He's got open field. He's got... To the 40. So then steps out of 35 with about 10 seconds left. So good play there drawn up. That may have been a design run. Yeah, and now's one of those times to see that old prevent D because I have a feeling the Tigers are going to try to take that one shot to the end zone. Yeah, I'd only put about three guys up on the line. Um, I would definitely not risk them going over the top here. We'll see what they do. They're, they're taking a little while to huddle. So they may try to pull something out right here. Gonna go up to the football. Willis gonna be under center again. From the 39 yard lines where this snap will come from. He's gonna take the snap, drops back, fakes the handoff, and yes, this is a deep lob, and he's got his man open just over through number two, Zach Caldwell. And uh, that was some great coverage there by number 99, Jacob Deloach. 
And uh, also number three, that is Cole Hardy. He was also under coverage there, but it was smart to get in front of the receiver and not behind him because if you're behind him, you're all over him. Yep. That's a pass interference. He played the ball 100% until it got there, so that was a great defense there by those two. And so they'll have time for one more play up six to nothing from the 39-yard line. Three seconds left. So we'll see if they let Willis air this thing out. Under center. Going to take the snap. Sends a man in motion. Gets the ball. Drops back plenty of time. It's going to be over the middle. Oh, and it's off the receiver's hands. Intercepted by Cadence Barrett. He's going to be thrown to the ground, and this is not going to matter as time runs out. Good heads-up play by the defense there. We'll bring in the halftime. We'll take a quick break. This to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the advice provided by your real estate agent. This is Blake Farr with Area Real Estate. I can help you understand how much house you can afford. If you're selling, I can estimate the value of your property and how to ensure your property sells quickly for the highest price possible. Stop by our office on West Fort William Street anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let us find what you're looking for. Let Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready. Enroll in the six-week ready-to-work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2024 to enroll. Don't let this free training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2024 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free class. Call 256-378-2024. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Central to your success. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID 464059. 100% rates vary. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Coosa Valley Auto Sales in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama continues to grow thanks to all our local customers and our loyal customers who love great vehicles at lower prices. We have trucks up to $10,000 off. We have cars up to three dollars and $4,000 off. Our payments are normally $100 to $200 less on the same vehicle as most dealerships around. If you suffer from a sore or a wound that won't heal, it's time for you to take control. Coosa Valley Wound Care in Sylacauga is here to identify and tackle the problem with a treatment plan specifically tailored to your needs. The Wound Care Center is staffed with a professional team of specialists, all dedicated to healing. Talk to your physician or call 256-872-7777 for an assessment today. No referral needed. Valley Recycling is currently only serving commercial and industrial contractors for all of their recyclable metals. They can bring your business a dumpster to put recyclables into, and they offer demolition services. Call 256-245-4300 for a quote or for more information. Stay tuned to their Facebook page for when they plan to reopen to the public.
They have a new menu item, but it's certainly not new around here. It's a southern favorite. Their new bologna sandwich with bologna, summer fresh tomato, lettuce, cheese, and mayonnaise on sourdough bread. Come try it today at the Silicaga location only. Cup of Grace Cafe. Roaring with hometown pride. Here at First Bank of Alabama, our bank family is cheering for your team too. We support all our local communities with state-of-the-art banking. From checking to savings, construction loans, home equity, and home mortgages, we provide all of your consumer and commercial banking needs. We want you to bank how you want. Whether it's online, in person, mobile, or telephone banking, we make it easy for you. Visit us at firstbankal.com to find the most convenient way for you to bank. First Bank of Alabama, where you are first. First Bank of Alabama. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a church home? We invite you to visit First Baptist Church of Sulacaga. First Baptist provides sound doctrine and worship with many opportunities for spiritual growth and meeting new friends. Currently, Sunday morning worship is in person beginning at 11. First Baptist is located at the intersection of Fort Williams and Broadway Avenue, right across from the post office. But you may also view our Sunday services live stream at theuplifting.word.com. Welcome back to Name That Company. We're in the final round. The winner of this round will be our grand prize winner, so let's go. Unique, stylish, quality furniture at a price you can afford. Jim. Furniture Masters. Correct. Easy financing for in-stock furniture and appliances you can take home seven days a week. Angie. Furniture Masters. Correct. Professional assistance on turning your house into the home you've always wanted. Bob. Furniture Master. Correct. With Furniture Masters, you're always a winner. In the Fort Williams Square Shopping Center on Highway 280. Why should your business join the Greater Coosa Valley Chamber of Commerce? Advocacy. The Chamber will do its best to meet your business needs. We want to hear what you need so that we can connect you with the people that can help. For more information, visit us at greatercoosavalleychamber.com. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Don't get burned with rising interest rates and limited inventory. Contact the Girls on Fire lending team at Movement Mortgage. Whether you're refinancing or purchasing, they want to be your mortgage lending team for life. Check out Movement Mortgage Silicaga on Facebook, where you can also apply for a mortgage 24-7 with the Apply Now button. Or contact Movement Mortgage at 256-365-0294. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Tony Sarah Ford's summer vacation bill payoff is underway. Tony Sarah Ford in Sylacauga is going to take the heat out of those summer bills and help you upgrade to a nicer, newer vehicle today. Tony Sarah Ford in Sylacauga is paying off summer vacation and back-to-school bills up to $1,250. No payments for 75 days, interest rates as low as 1.99%. Tony Sarah Ford on Highway 280 in Sylacauga. 1.99% APR financing for 48 months. Must finance with dealer preferred network or lender with credit approval. Hi, I'm Dr. Rick Redman, a dentist at Southern Smiles of Silicaga. And I'm Dr. Casey Price. Together we treat patients who experience deep fear when it comes to the dental drill. But another source of big anxiety for people can be the dental bill. 
That's why at Southern Smiles of Sylacauga, we've made it our mission to offer affordable, convenient dental care in a comfortable, welcoming environment. We offer affordable financing, and because we know you're busy, we will try to make your dental appointment as convenient as possible. It doesn't get any more convenient than that. It will never embarrass you, belittle you, or make you feel self-conscious about your teeth. Even if you haven't seen a dentist in years, that's all right with us. Sedation Dentistry, affordable, convenient, and compassionate. Give us a call today at Southern Smiles of Sylacauga, the office of Dr. Rick Redman and Dr. Casey Price at 256-245-3645 or visit southernsmilesofsilicaga.com and leave your fear behind. This is another money moment from Sycamore Federal Credit Union. Did you know the more money you pay down, the lower you can get your payment? Let us help to get you in that ride. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, online at sycamorefcu.com. Every day, the Sylacauga Chamber of Commerce receives calls from individuals who are interested in relocating or planning to visit our area. When they ask for realtors or contractors for where to eat and stay, the Chamber recommends Chamber members. The Chamber lobby is stocked with brochures, business cards, freebies, and literature from Chamber members ready to hand to those visitors. If you want your business to be in new hands, then a partnership with the Sylacauga Chamber is perfect for you. Join today by calling 256-249-0308. The Silicaga Parks and Recreation Department is hosting a movie in the park August 27th, 7 p.m. at Central Park in Silicaga. Now, according to their license, the name of the film cannot be specifically mentioned, but there will be a spider guy meet and greet from 6 to 7 p.m. If that gives you a hint, there will also be family-friendly food trucks on site, so come and bring your lawn chairs or a blanket to enjoy a free movie in Central Park. Sponsored by Heritage South Credit Union. Most lumber prices are finally coming down. So if you've put off that project or finishing something else, come to Van Sant Hardware and get everything you need. They don't just have lumber. They have paint, pipes, tools, and literally everything you need to build or fix just about anything. Plus, you get the friendly advice of folks who have been there, done that. There's always a story to be had with a smile and a laugh. You won't get that at Home Depot, and they have a better variety of yellow wood lumber. So for all your hardware and project needs, go to Van Sant Hardware on Highway 280. This is the Radio Alabama Sports Halftime Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. Welcome in to the Halftime Show here at Farm Links Field. Lake Bay alongside Jacob Bassett. We're one half down. In the Jamboree game, one to go. Jacob, what did you think about the uh, the first half there? Well, it was a defensive battle. Both defenses rose to the occasion with the a uh, few big plays mixed in there. Um, the Wolves need to get something going offensively. They've been a little predictable going, you know, run heavy. But in the second half, you're down six to nothing. This time, start going in the air. That it is, Jacob. And you know, 
it's uh there's been a little bit of yawning going on in this Atkinson Bro- Atkin Holmes broadcast booth because uh, there hasn't been a lot going on on the field. It's just been a lot of ground and pound and only six points to show after 24 minutes of play. So yeah, I had a little halftime entertainment too. My little softball girls uh, that took them to state to the state championship this year. Miss Briley Payton and Miss Hadley Jones. Uh, the reason why I bring them up, they are the future of Fayetteville athletics here. Uh, both of them are really good players. They start travel ball here in a few weeks. And I'll tell you what, Fayetteville Athletics looking forward is going to be really good. That is. And you can't forget uh, your little girl, Kinley. Either. Yeah, she's going to be on Kinley. the team. She's, uh, she's running around here somewhere with some more uh, of my softball girls. I'll tell you what, my whole team was nothing but Fayetteville girls. We uh, finished runner-up in league ball, third in the state in the all-star tournament. And I, I was very proud of them. Well, man, that is impressive, Jacob. Yeah, you know, and and speaking of the future of this, the uh, school ball. I mean, you look out there with the guys they got out on the field. A lot of eighth and ninth graders playing. If you know some freshmen, and this team isn't really junior and senior loaded. So you see a lot of young guys out there, and that's great to see because even though this year they may not make a deep run in the playoffs for the future years, you're going to have guys that are experienced and that will eventually have the size to go out there and compete with some of the heavyweights. Yeah, you know, last year, let's say Aiden Blair. Aiden Blair came out and he was a surprise player. You know, he's the eighth grader coming out well now he's a freshman and he's getting quality snaps out there got a few carries in that first half and uh, i don't think he got tackled for a loss so anytime your ninth grader could do that against a team like randolph county yes it's a jamboree but you know that's their first string defense out there the first team defense out there that the ninth graders getting quality snaps against that's that's always a good thing. Absolutely, you can tell he's been hitting the weight room for the second straight year in a row too, because he's gotten a lot bigger than he was last year. So it's always good to have size. So the running back position is definitely going to be uh, filled and and be in good hands for the next couple of years. And you know, you also got uh, Cameron Hammonds, who's a ninth grader, I believe, and then you got Hunter Hammonds, who will be a senior next year, junior this year. But you got a lot of good young, uh, solid players that'll be on this team for a few years to come. Yeah, and you see. Where this all begins, you know, the, you have the Pee Wee football team. They were out here practicing yesterday, and a lot of these guys were playing Pee Wee football not too long ago with Coach Eric Nichols. And we said then these guys are going to do good things when they get on varsity. You just got to you got to raise them right. That's right. And, and any of those parents out there wondering what you can do to get your kid prepared for football, a healthy, good portion size just about every night of. Turnip greens, collard greens, biscuits, hamburger steak, fried chicken. We need to put some some meat on the bones of these guys, so that way we'll have some some big guys going the line in the next coming years. Well, you know what? You just named off a lot of my favorite foods, and looking at me, you can't tell that that's what I eat the most. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, that's that's my favorite food, and I like to because you know I got a wife that can cook, so. I eat a lot, and it's going to show. I've, I've been out of high school going on three years now, and I've gained about 50 pounds since it came out. So. Yeah, sometimes that metabolism will jump out in front of you, and it's too fast to catch it. You know, some of us burn it off as quick as we eat it. But now that you said that, I hadn't had supper yet, and I'm starving. I hadn't either. I don't know what I'm going to do after we leave here, Jacob. To be honest, me, you know, I was talking to Maddie, like, we got to have something to eat. And I didn't eat supper last night because, you know, we had the coaches show and everything. So I'm, 
I can't go supperless two nights in a row. I tell you what, those steaks burning at Harvey's last night smelled so good. Man, they did, and I knew I'd have got in trouble if I'd have got some without Maddie being there, so that's why I didn't. But now next time, I may do it. Well, you know, I went home last night, and the first thing that came out of my mouth when I saw Brittany was not, hey, how you doing, how was your day at school, I love you, or whatever. It's like, we need to go to Harvey's next Thursday night and get us one of those steaks. That would have been telling Maddie, I'm like, you know, we, we, could, we could slide Thursday night in as date night. You know, we're already going to be there at Harvey's. We, <laughs> might as well, you know, get something to eat, get there early, and get some food. But, you know, Jacob, we're just under six minutes until the start of this second half. What is something that the Wolves need to do to get back in front in this game? Or get in front, period. They haven't been leading any in this game. Limit penalties. We've had not a lot of penalties like we've seen, but still costly penalties. You know, the costly penalties will outweigh those a lot of penalties because you have a lot of five-yarders, and it not mean anything. But holding calls, pass interference calls, like you saw Randolph County gave Fayetteville a first down off of one of their pass interference calls. So it's the games like this, a jamboree, that that's where you need to get it out of your system because the real deal starts next week. Yeah, that it does, Jacob. And, you know, also they had a couple turnovers there, too. Randolph County had, I think, one interception. I know the Wolves had two. So, um, you know, a lot of the problem with the Wolves' interceptions was, you know, Zeke doesn't really have a lot of time to throw back there. So they're having to get the ball out quick, and all it takes is one guy to jump coverage. Yeah. One other thing we need to work on. And I know it's hard with the undersized offensive line, but we need to block better, give these running backs time to make a decision, find the hole, and get those positive yards. Absolutely, and we see the Wolves coming back out of their new field house, weight room, locker room, and everything over there. You know, it would have been nice for them to probably build a uh, place for the visitors over there, but I guess they did. They decided they weren't going to do that. Well, you know, I talked to Limbaugh last year when it was still in the process of being built. I said, well, what are you going to do about your visitors? Are you going to let them use the JV locker room next door? He said, no. Ever since this program was built, and, you know, that was 25 years ago. This is the 25th year of Fayetteville football. Oh, wow. Uh, They've had to walk all the way from the gym to the field. Coach said, well, we've had to do that, you know, so many years. Why why can't they? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, they actually played their home games at the Childersburg High School field, the old field, not the new one, uh, for years until they finally came home in uh, 07. And I tell you what, this is a beautiful facility, and having the new addition of that locker room just makes it that much better. Yeah, that it does. And, I, and you know, Jacob, one thing, too, you always want to make it not extremely comfortable on your opponent. Like I was uh, I was working on a, uh, a private school's air conditioner the other day that's having problems in the visitor locker room. And I said, you know, really, to be honest with you, this is a good thing. Just throw some box fans in here. You don't want your visitors to be comfortable anyway. Well, you know, the University of Iowa has that pink locker room. The toilets are pink, the sinks are pink, the lockers are pink, and they said it's the aesthetic. You, like you said, you don't want to make it pleasant for your uh, visitors. In Alabama, Brian Denny, their visitor's room is called the Fell Room. It was actually named after somebody. So anything you can do to try to, you know, ex- make that home field advantage that much better, it's, it's worth a try. That it is. And, you know, Jacob, I was one of those very underrated teams. Year in and year out, they're solid. I would not want to be playing there if I'm a visiting team. And, you know, playing baseball, you didn't have to worry about that. But sometimes you'd go in their home basketball locker room. I know a lot of schools we played in. There's visitor locker rooms against some of the schools that we played. They were a whole lot better. Yeah. I know some of the the visitor locker rooms that we would play, it didn't look like the toilet had been flushed in there in 30 years. And so 
kind of nervous to <laughs> to use the restroom. Didn't know what might come out and get you. <laughs> I mean, just playing in some of the places we played at, you felt like that getting off of the bus. But I tell you what, this crowd tonight is is great. This community has come out on a Friday night, week zero for most teams, jamboree game for us, and. Tell you what, you got kids running all over the place wearing their rock and roll T-shirts. You got a lot of Wolves merchandise by some other kids. I tell you what, school spirit here, you know, win or lose is great. Oh yeah, they definitely get an A plus. The Wolves do for spirit. It's always been that way. I remember in basketball, we used to get the brakes beat off of us when I played. We'd still have a big old crowd there to watch us. <coughs> Excuse me, lose by forty. And, uh, you know, that's one thing, that the spirit here. There, I've seen games where we'd travel, you know, especially in baseball, hour, two hours away, and we'd have more people there than the home, the home team did. So, you know, it's, the support is not lacking within this community, and it's always been that way. Well, you know, Fayetteville always travels well, and this year they're going to have to with six road games compared to four regular season home games. You know, tonight Limbaugh got it this game at home to give us five home games, but in the regular season, we'll only have four home games. But, as he said on the flip side, it means they'll get six of them next year. So That, that is true. That, that, that definitely is a plus. And, you know, one game I was so sad to see go was the Childersburg game. I, you know, I know, as, as Limbaugh said, there really wasn't no need for them to play, but it's just a good good rivalry game. Um, you know, you got close schools, so if you got some, you know, maybe some grandparents or some, some great aunts, great uncles, you know, people that can't get around real well, what have you, it's not far from the track. Travel, you know, go support the support the grandkids or what have you like that. But you know, we we still got Comer and we've got them at home, and then we got a couple other opponents that are uh, fairly close. And I'm just glad we ain't got to make that trip to Lafette and Lynette. I know, and I, I don't know if you've seen that region yet, but that region is that. Oh yeah, I, I don't know who all's in that. It's a uh, Laverne, Lynette, Lafette, Highland home who. Went to the was, state championship, didn't they? They were one game away, and they got got beat beat out by Clark County, who beat Comer last year in the third round of the state playoffs. So you have Laverne, who's a perennial power. We know how that is. Yep, we traveled there a few years uh, ago. Lynette, you know, we moved the ball against Lynette for 10 minutes last year. Still couldn't get it across, but still, you know, Lynette, a tough team, a, a few D1 prospects on that team. So I'm glad to, you know, kind of forget about them for at least a couple of years. <laughs> Absolutely, Jacob. We're about to get this third quarter underway. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Vettel Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. We'll be back here shortly. We've got a new Ace Hardware, and they're your tailgating headquarters. They have green egg grills in all sizes and premier charcoal such as B&B and Fogo. They also have Yeti coolers. So go by and see Wade Pruitt and his crew and see all the great grand opening deals at your new Ace Hardware next to the breezeway of the Ogletree Plaza Shopping Center on West Fort William Street in Sylacauga. Ace with Need some extra energy to make it through the day? Allen Brew Market has monster energy drinks, candy, and snacks for that quick pick-me-up. At Allen Brew Market, they mean it when they say, fuel for your car and fuel for your body. You're to hear about Aiden's suicide. I feel so awful for his parents. They, and well, all of us, we had no idea. None? I know mental illness is common. They say one in five adults experiences mental illness every year. Yes, but he didn't tell anyone. We could have all been there for him. 
and he just said something. You don't have to feel alone, and you don't have to suffer in silence. Alta Point Health is here for you and your family. Call Alta Point today to speak with a specialist who can find the right program for you or someone you love. 251-450-2211. You want the best opportunity to be successful in life. You deserve that opportunity. Well, you just happens to be in our motto, central to you, central to your success. Your future is right now. Don't wait. Make your dreams a reality by enrolling at Central Alabama Community College. Register today at CACC.edu. The third quarter is brought to you by Alta Point Health. Welcome back. Farm Links Field up here in the Atkinson Broadcast booth. Me and Jacob Bassett are hanging out about to get this third quarter underway. I'll tell you what, listen to those ads a few minutes ago. I'm ready for that new Ace Hardware to open. Yeah, me too. Go check it out. Save me a trip from going to Home Depot. Not to knock on Home Depot, but it just seems like you always buy some. Kind of like Walmart. You always buy something you didn't anticipate buying. And normally I'll go to Van Zandt, but if it's on a Sunday, then you're kind of out of options. Exactly. As, uh, looks like who'll be kicking this ball. Is that Nicobar? That'll be, uh, yep. He will, uh, be kicking this ball off. And remember, there's no return. It's just wherever the ball lands. Getting everything ready. And he's got the go ahead from the officials. So here we go. It gets a good kick that will land at about the 24 yard line. So that's where Tigers will set up. Going out of halftime, score six to nothing. The Wolves had a little bit of success there towards the end of the half, but just couldn't punch it in. And that wasn't a bad kick by freshman kicker Nicky Barra. That was a nice little spiral. Yeah, that it was. And uh, it when he kicked it, it was kind of low, but it just kept going and going and going, and it turned into a decent kick. And it looks like they'll be in good hands for a few years. And I think Coach Limbaugh said he's a freshman, and... Tried to be a KO and told him he had to play some other positions. <laughs> you know, Levi tried to do that, and last year he ended up winning a game for us last year. That he did, Willis. Under center, it's going to be a handoff up the middle, and that's going to be a pickup. Of, it looked like stop for six, but he carries the pile on for about a 10-yard gain, and uh, that was Amari Molding on the carry. And he's a big old boy, Jacob. Yeah, a lot of these running backs for Randolph County are about – if you know football, they're about linebacker size. Yeah, that they are. That they are. So that did. That set them up with a first and ten from the 40-yard line. So Willis is going to bring them back up to the line. He's going to have three men behind him in the backfield. He's going to get the snap, and it's going to be a handoff up the middle to the fullback who has a burst of energy and picks up about 15 yards. And that's the first time that we have called out Austin Terrell's name tonight. I think I remember him from last year, and he looks like a lineman out there, but he picked up some speed really quick. Yeah, Austin Terrell carried the load for him last year against our Fayetteville Wolves at their place. This is the first time tonight, like you said, we've called his name, and that was a big run. Yeah, that it was, Jacob, and he blasted over to the Wolves' 45-yard line, and that's where they'll start from here, just uh, just yeah, over a minute 
into this third quarter. Willis takes the snap. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Wilson. And Wilson has 10 yards. He has 15. He's still going. Reed Wallace pulls him out after a gain of about 16 yards. And this is where the size and the depth issue are looking like it's becoming a factor for the Wolves. Yep. You can see they're really gassed out there right now, Jacob. And Randolph County's having their way getting down there. So this will be a first and ten from about the Wolves' 28-yard line. Willis under center. They've run the same formation every time tonight. Three guys behind him in the backfield. Takes the snap. It's going to be hand off to Terrell. Terrell powers through, and he's going nowhere now. As uh, number 34 for the Wolves, Atticus Jacks, was there to lead the charge. Great job by the Wolves defense to sniff that one out and get a play for nothing. No. And that'll be five yards more. For the Wolves there is uh, Randolph County had a illegal procedure, and I'm not sure if that'll make it first and 15 or second and 15. I believe it's going to be first and 15. Yep. I thought, I, at least I thought that illegal procedure, you're supposed to blow the play dead. I thought it was like a false start. I know that it's that way in college and pro, but I don't think it is that way in high school. Takes a snap. Willis is going to be handed off to Wilson up the middle. He blasts forward, jumps over a man, and picks up about 13 yards. Landed awkwardly, but was able to get back up, and they got back all the yards that they just lost there, Jacob. Yeah, that was Barrett kind of making the play, so to speak, but it was uh, Wilson just trying to hurdle him and didn't jump high enough. Yeah, couldn't couldn't get all the way over him, and fortunately, because there wasn't anybody behind him to to make the stop. So just under 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. Takes a snap. Willis is going to be a handoff up the middle and broke free there for about 10 or 12 yards is number three, Amari Moldy. Yeah, and that'll bring up first and goal. So you, your defense really needs to clamp down here because you know they got four plays to try to score. Yeah, that they do, Jacob. And you really don't want to go down by two scores, and you really don't want to be shut out. I know it's a jamboree game, and it it doesn't really matter, but you'd like to not get shut out. Yeah, you don't want to get shut out at your own place. In week one, you're trying to show what your offense can do, and so far our offense has kind of been stagnant for the most part. That it has. That it has, Jacob. With us under center, we're about the 10-yard line. Sends a man in motion. He takes a snap, and it's going to be a hand up straight up the middle, and that is stuffed. There were so many Wolves players around in there, I couldn't even tell that it was molding, carrying the ball until he got up. Yeah, that was a that was a play defensively that the Wolves needed, so great job right there by everybody wearing a black jersey. Yeah, good stop. Now, you just got to do it three more times. So let's see what they draw up with us. Talk with his coach, and he's back out on the field now. Just under nine minutes to go in the third quarter. The Wolves have not had the ball yet. And under center, Willis got one man behind him in the backfield. He's going to take the snap, fakes the toss, carries it up the middle, powers through for a decent gain, but I think he only gets about three yards there, so this will bring up third and goal from the six. So you got two plays to get three yard or six yards. And I, from where I was sitting, it looked like the snap was kind of bobbled a little bit, but 
still no didn't matter. No game. Uh, so right here you have two more plays still to try to get the ball back, try to keep them from scoring right here. Now I'll tell you, that would be what the Wolves need at this point in the game. Yeah, they need a jolt of energy because it looks like they're flat out there, Jacob. And Willis under center, three men behind him. He takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Terrell, and Terrell powers right through, fumbled the ball, but he was already in the end zone, so that'll be six more for the Randolph County Tigers. Yeah, all the ball had to do was break the plane, and as soon as he, as soon as he, the ball broke the plane, it came out. But like you said, it was too late, and that's six for the Randolph County Tigers. And it did. To cap off that scoring drive, it was a four-minute and 12-second drive by the Randolph County Tigers. They put six on the board and hoping to make it seven, depending on the PAT attempt, and they might go for two. So let's see what they do right here. I want to draw up. And the Wolves really need to score on a drive right here to answer those uh, six points that have been put up. And it looks like the offense will stay on the field. They're trying to get two here, Jacob. Yeah, trying to go up two touchdowns. Takes the snap. It's going to be a pass. Bumps into his own man. He gets tackled. It's thrown. And, wow, threaded the needle to Caldwell. And the two-point conversion is good. So that will make your new score, Randolph County 14, Fettel 0. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Financing your new home with Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, ID 46059. Annual percentage rates vary. Membership required. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett. And uh been hanging out up here. The weather's nice out here. Got a nice little breeze going. And I'm surprised you hadn't been putting on the jacket yet. Well, you know, during halftime, I felt that breeze. And I was wondering where that breeze was coming from. All I had to do was look up. They have the coach's box right above us open. That's, that's where that do. breeze is coming from. Yeah, that cold air coming out of the booth as uh, Wilson gets that one off. And that's a short kick that's filled by Zeke Deloach at about the 23-yard line. So that's where the Wolves will set up shop. And uh, for those of you just joining us, the Wolves are in a 14 nothing hole uh, up against the Tigers now a little a little under eight minutes to go in the third quarter. So, Jacob, they really need to get some offense going here. Yeah, it's time to try to start doing things a little different than the way you've done it in the past. Well, really the first half because this is your first possession of the second half. We've ran the ball a lot. We've tried to throw a little short passes. We need to try to go downfield a little bit. And, hey, maybe we need to pull one of them plays out of the pocket. I agree. It looks like we've got a change at the quarterback position. Looks like we got a number 18 for the Wolves. Landon Payton playing some quarterback, so he's going to take the snap, drop the bat. He's going to fire one caught by Zeke Deloach, and that was a face mask, and I don't know if that was called, but he, he's fighting forward and gets uh, about three yards short of the mic, so he's got seven yards, and that was a blatant face mask. I don't know if it was uh, out of sight for the official there, but that'll bring up second and about two. Yeah, I was looking around to see if I saw any yellow on the green grass, and I didn't see any, so maybe the referee just 
didn't have his eyes on it. Yeah, maybe not. And looks like they might have that spark of energy they were looking for there, Jacob. That was a good little pass play. Yeah, this is the best situation they've been in on second down so far. Peyton under center. Aiden Blair in the backfield. Zeke and Reed Wallace to the near side. Barrett to the far side. It's going to take the snap. And Peyton's going to take it himself. And he doesn't get much. He might have lost a yard. So that'll bring up third and three. Right here, you. this is where you want to try to... Try to get a little short short pass, maybe a little wheel route by one of your running backs. So try to get these couple of inches you need for a very much needed first down. And Jacob, he got a very generous spot there. They actually gave him a gain of a yard. Looked like he lost yards from here, but I may have misjudged that one. Yeah, I thought he did too, but like you said, a generous spot. But this is where you need to try one of those little quick passes. That's right, but they may give the ball uh, to Aiden Blair here and see if he can pick him up a yard. Takes a snap. Zeke's in motion. Snaps over landing Peyton's head. He's just going to have to fall on it. And that'll bring up about fourth and nine, and the Wolves will send on punt team. So, Jacob looked good first play, and then the next three plays did not. Well, we do have a rookie center, and... Coach Limbaugh told us about him last night. You know, every now and then you're going to have those rookie mistakes, but that's the kind of mistakes you needed to make in the first half, get them out the way. Not when you're third and short. When a much, you needed the score on that drive. That's right. We were uh, only a few feet away from a Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down, but unfortunately we weren't able to get there, so Zeke DeLocho had to punt this thing deep. About five minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the third quarter. The Tigers are up 14 to nothing, and they'll be getting the ball back here. He gets a good leg under it, and it'll be fielded at about the 37-yard line by number two, Zach Caldwell. So looks like that's where they'll take over. And we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Hook Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Most lumber prices are finally coming down. So if you put off that project or finishing something else, come to Van Sant Hardware and get everything you need. They don't just have lumber. They have paint, pipes, tools, and literally everything you need to build or fix just about anything. Plus, you get the friendly advice of folks who have been there, done that. There's always a story to be had with a smile and a laugh. You won't get that at Home Depot, and they have a better variety of yellow wood lumber. So for all your hardware and project needs, go to Van Sant Hardware on Highway 280. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. We're out here uh, awaiting the Randolph County Tigers take over on offense from the 39 yard line. And I don't know why they're at the 39 because it looked like it was called at the 37, and there's been a couple of them tonight, but it may be because of the Jamboree game. They may be changing things up, but Wolves definitely got to get something going here on offense. And uh, we'll see what they can do here. Yeah, we need to. I believe, I think the defense, for the most part, that last drive had a pretty decent drive, but they're getting gassed, and they need to stand in, plant those feet, and start making plays. That they do. That's a handoff up the middle to Johnson. He's got a green field, and he gets 16 or 17 yards before he's finally hit and taken down. He gets well across the 50 to about the 43-yard line, so 
That'll be another first down for the Randolph County Tigers. Uh, Do we have an update on Sylacauga, Childersburg, and Calder? I'm, I haven't received one here lately, but as soon as one comes across, we will give you an Albia Steer State Farm scoreboard update. Well, I hope they don't text me here in the next little bit, Jacob. My phone's on 1%. <laughs> All righty, Willis under center, first and 10 from about the 43. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff straight up the middle to Johnson. And Johnson picks up about four or five yards, bring up second and medium. Four minutes, 30 seconds left to go in the third quarter, and it's still 14 to nothing. Tigers, the Wolves have had a lot of problems trying to get something going on offense this evening. Yeah, because our offense is... Having these short drives, is, it's tiring this defense out. You need to go out, when we get back on offense, let's kill some clock with a nice little run game and give us these defensive guys are the ones that's actually on the sidelines that doesn't play both ways. Absolutely. Willis takes a snap, hand off to Johnson again. He breaks up the hole, gets five yards, and he's stuffed. And he is taken down by Cadence Barrett and Cole Hardy. But not before he picked up. A first down. They'll move those chains. I'll tell you what, Cole Hardy, we're going to call his name a lot, but it's good to have somebody with that kind of athleticism playing on both sides of the ball and somebody that can actually wrap up and make a tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely none of that uh, halfway tackling we saw a lot last season. And, you know, a lot of these defensive players probably learned that, hey, you can't tackle with just your arms. you got to get in there and you got to put your body in there. That's right. You're exactly right about that, Jake. All right, let's stay form. I'll be a Steers scoreboard update at halftime. Benjamin Russell, 34, Sylacauga, nothing. Oof. Well, we thought that ours was, you know, a little one-sided, but sounds like theirs is really one-sided as uh, number 21, Austin Terrell, for the Tigers, picks up about 15 yards on the carry, bringing them up a first down and 10. That is ugly, Jacob. Yeah, you got to feel sorry. You know, Jeremy and uh, Brent and all them trying to call a game like that, trying to find something positive. Um, I believe Coach Carter's doing a good job at Sylacauga. Yeah, but I believe they lost, just like us, they have lost a lot from last year, too. That they did. Jacob, we got a timeout out on the field. We're going to take one with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. We've got a new Ace Hardware, and they're your summer outdoor grilling headquarters. They have Blackstone Grills and Traeger Wood Pellet Grills, plus Road Trip Rockers and Kanga Coolers. So go by and see Wade Pruitt and his crew, and see all the new great grand opening deals at your new Ace Hardware next to the breezeway of the Ogletree Plaza Shopping Center on West Fort William Street in Sylacauga. Grace Cafe. They have a new menu item, but it's certainly not new around here. It's a southern favorite. Their new bologna sandwich with bologna, summer fresh tomato, lettuce, cheese, and mayonnaise on sourdough bread. Come try it today at the Silicaga location only. Cup of Grace Cafe.
Welcome back to Farm Links Field for the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Just over three minutes left to go in the third quarter, and the Tigers are driving up 14 to nothing. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Molden up the middle. He meets a couple Wolves defenders, but not before he picks up about nine and a half, maybe ten yards. Looks like they may give him the first down there, Jacob. They're uh, knocking on the door again, fixing to go up three scores. And Speaking of three scores, both teams in the Comer Dable uh, game have scored three scores as the score is now at halftime 21 to 21. Sounds like a fun game to be at. Do we have an update on the Childersburg Tigers? I have, David McCurley hadn't sent me one yet. Huh? It must be a good one then, it must Jacob. be. I know it was 7-7 seven to seven earlier, so they, they may be in halftime now, but I'm not quite sure. Willis under center. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Wilson up the middle. He powers through. Did he get in? They signal he, they say Wolves football. Did the ball pop out? Yep, the ball popped out. The Wolves got on it, and that is the break they needed. And it's a touchback. Oh, he fumbled it in the end zone, so that means even better field position. So, yep, the official signal Wolves ball, so they'll take over at the 25. Wow, what a break, and it, the offense really needs to capitalize on this. Yes, anything positive at this point will take, and hey, anything positive might be a game-changing play. That it might be. With two minutes left to go in the third quarter, the Wolves taking over at the 20-yard line with a chance to uh, make this a one-possession game. So we'll see what they can do here. You think we'll start seeing that bag of tricks? Yeah, we might do it, Jacob. So let's see who's in at quarterback right now. It looks like Peyton's still in there. The Loach split out to the near side. Aiden Blair in the backfield with him. Takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff to Cadence Barrett, who fights forward and still going, still going. He did a lot of running and picked up about two yards there, so way not to give up there. And I tell you what, there was a lot of squirming as soon as uh, Barrett was brought down. Almost like there was a fumble, but I think he was already down. And yep. Referee saw that, and it's still going to be Wolves football. But that there was a lot did. of fighting in that pile for that football. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take an instant replay to let him know he was down. So that'll be about second and seven here from about the 23-yard line. You know, I was talking to you earlier, and uh, Coach Phillips sitting right here beside me watching the Braves game. You know, the last game we called was against Childersburg last year. The Braves were playing the Astros. The Braves were playing the Astros again tonight. I thought that was that is, cool. that is cool. That's crazy how that happens. Takes a snap. Peyton's going to fire it over to Zeke Deloach, who makes the catch, and he immediately steps out of bounds. And they're going to say he picked up about two or three yards. So this will bring up about third and five. For the Wolves, just over a minute and 30 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Tigers up 14 to nothing over your hometown Wolves. So let's see what they dial up here. You, you know, you you might see them play it safe with a run, but I'd really like to see them try to throw the ball and get the chains moving here. Peyton in the shotgun. Two receivers split out each side. He takes a snap, rolls to his right. He's going to fire one. And it's intercepted by number six, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson sniffed that one out from the get-go, and it was almost like he was throwing the ball right to Wilson. Well, they say that he uh, 
uh, I don't know what the term is there, cradled it against the ground there. So it'll bring up fourth down in the punt team. So at least Randolph County won't have as good a field position getting the ball back here. So the ground influenced the play. I believe that's the correct yeah. terminology in the football world. Well, yeah, I guess he cradled it against the ground. It necessarily football talk, man. But it was a nice cradle if it wouldn't hit the ground. I mean, that was a perfect cradle. It's just a nose of the football. And Limbaugh's going to leave the offense on the field. The defense jumped. They got the snap, and that's a free five yards for the Wolves. Flag on the Coach Limbaugh sent in the old hard snap play to try to get an easy five yards, and I believe that'll give us a Southern Smiles first down. Yes, it was. It don't matter whether it's a penalty or whether it's hard earned. That is still a first down. And uh, Wolves won't need a break they can get right now. And uh, I tell you what, that that missed interception right there, you know, something went their way, and that that could be the difference. That it could be, Jacob. And there, you definitely want to try to get some points on this drive. They take a break on the field. We're going to take one up here with them. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Let us find what you're looking for. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the advice provided by your real estate agent. This is Blake Farr with Area Real Estate. I can help you understand how much house you can afford. If you're selling, I can estimate the value of your property and how to ensure your property sells quickly for the highest price possible. Stop by our office on West Fort William Street anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let us find what you're looking for. Coosa Valley Recycling is currently only serving commercial and industrial contractors for all of their recyclable metals. They can bring your business a dumpster to put recyclables into, and they offer demolition services. Call 256-245-4300 for a quote or for more information. Stay tuned to their Facebook page for when they plan to reopen to the public. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Vettel Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union up here in the Axon Homes broadcast booth. If you're looking for a home, go down there and see them. Uh, they got some nice luxury homes over there, and uh, you can stop right in over on 280, right there to the right, and um, even go on the weekends if you want to. You know, they have those little tiny houses in the lot over there, too. I wouldn't mind having one of those and putting it at the lake down here. Hey, that would be nice, wouldn't it, Jacob? So, first down, they had a little quick play and threw the ball, and it was incomplete. So, second down and 10. Peyton takes the snap. It's going to be a delayed handoff to Blair, and Blair picks up about a yard. And had there not have been a guy just laying on the ground, he probably could have got a few more if he got tripped up there. Yeah, and, you know, it's good to see these young kids Stepping up, playing, getting quality varsity snaps. I, I have a, a lot of faith in it. Uh, Aiden Blair, uh, and he's going to do great things. He's already doing great things, and he's an amazing athlete. Yeah, that he is, and I, I believe this isn't only sporty plays, Jake. I believe he's a three-sport athlete, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that he is, Jacob. All righty, third and ten. What to do here? Peyton in at the quarterback position. Two receivers split out each side. Takes the snap, drops back. Got a little bit of time. He airs one deep, and it's caught by oh Lee Galoche at the 40-yard line. Bobbled it up. He kept it. 
and then picked up about five more yards. Wow, what a catch there by Zeke Deloach. He, he's making him look like last year when Pacey was throwing it to him. And the terminology for that in football is play until the whistle blows. He did not give up on that pass, and man, what a catch. Yeah, I know, and he was definitely the shortest guy in that uh, group of uh, receivers and defenders, but he was able to tip it and get the catch. And so that sets him up with a southern smiles, a Silicaga first down at the 35-yard line. And this will probably be the last play before the third quarter ends. Payton sends Zeke Deloach in motion. Takes a snap. He's going to toss it to him on the jet sweep. And Zeke has a bunch of defenders over there getting him for a loss of about three yards. So that will bring us to the end of the third quarter. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Coosa Valley Auto Sales in beautiful Sylacauga, Alabama continues to grow thanks to all our local customers and our loyal customers who love great vehicles at lower prices. We have trucks up to $10,000 off. We have cars up to three and $4,000 off. Our payments are normally $100 to $200 less on the same vehicle as my dealerships around us. If you're looking for a gas saver, if you just want to improve your situation, please stop by and see us today for the best deal. Coosa Valley Auto Sales open from 10.30 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday and 10.30 a.m. till 12.30 on Saturday. If you suffer from a sore or a wound that won't heal, it's time for you to take control. Coosa Valley Wound Care in Sylacauga is here to identify and tackle the problem with a treatment plan specifically tailored to your needs. The Wound Care Center is staffed with a professional team of specialists, all dedicated to healing. Talk to your physician or call 256-872-7777 for an assessment today. No referral needed. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coots Pines Federal Credit Union. And we're about to get this fourth quarter underway as the Randolph County Tigers are leading the hometown Wolves 14 to nothing. But the Wolves are driving thanks to a dropped interception, an offsides penalty, and a spectacular catch by Zeke DeLoe. So if they can't get some points on this drive, Jacob, I don't know what they're going to do. That was an early candidate for play of the year and unfortunately it came in a jamboree game but still a great catch by Zeke right there. We need to get rid of some of the mistakes and do some more of that when we start week one next week. Peyton in the shotgun two receivers set out to each side takes the snap drops back to pass plenty of time. Airs that thing out deep again he's got Zeke Deloach and the defender Wilson was draped over him but I don't think he got there too early so That'll be an incomplete pass, and that'll bring up third down. Yeah, I'm going to be positive and say, from my observation, I don't think that would have missed the play up. You know, no influence on the pass. Yeah, I think he, he may have got there a tad bit early, but I think that's a good, good no call. I mean, you got to let the guys play, and, and he was playing the ball. He wasn't trying to, to, you know, play the receiver, so... Tough break there, but if it had been thrown just a tad bit earlier and lower, it would have been a catch. But it's to bring up third and 13, so let's see if they can do something crazy here. Peyton 
Sends the low chain. It's a bad snap over his head. It's going to roll back to about the 42-yard line. And that's going to bring up fourth and forever. So you about, out of necessity, need to send the punt team in. Well, it's like we get something going, and then on third down, this is like every third down we have a bad snap. That it does. But when you got inexperienced guys, you just got to be patient with them. And, um, so... Zeke will step back out there, and he's going to punt this one deep. And, and Jacob, at least want to get one score in, in for the evening because you don't want to go into week one with with uh, knowing you got shut out in your jamboree in the back of your mind. Yeah. So Zeke will stand at the 30-yard line getting ready to punt this thing. Gets up under it. Wow. Good punt there. Fielded at about the 25-yard line. So... See what they can do there. Jacob, do we have any scoreboard updates? I haven't received one. For, I, I asked McCurley if he had an update, and he hadn't sent me one yet, and I hadn't seen one from a Comer or Silicaga yet. But as always, as soon as one comes across, I will let you know. All righty, good deal, Jacob. And, um, and I hope Silicaga's has gotten a little better and didn't go from ugly to worse. Yeah, it was pretty much worse already. <laughs> that it was. That it was. So, Coach Limbaugh is going to hope his defense can stand strong and put his offense in a good position here. So, first and ten. Willis under center, three in the backfield. Takes a snap. It's going to be a handoff up the middle and blasting through the hole up there, I believe, is Amari Molding. And he picks up about 11 yards in a Randolph County first down. Yeah, that depth of the line on Randolph County is really starting to show against the lack of size that we have. And the Wolves better be ready because they're fixing to have a, a long next 10 minutes. Yeah, so. that they are. Just over 10 minutes to go in the game. Randolph County up 14 and nothing. Takes the snap, Willis. It'll be a handoff up the middle again to Wilson. Wilson dancing around and was fortunate to get back to the line of scrimmage there and pick up about a yard. So could have been taken down for a loss of about four, but he fought and got back up there. Yeah, it was a great job by the Wolves defenders to get back there and disrupt that play and actually slow him down from a big game. Yeah, that it was, Jacob. That it was. So we'll see what they got drawn up here. Probably another run play as they've been swapping up between Wilson, Caldwell, Johnson, Molden, Jefferson, and Terrell. So they got about five or six guys that can tote the rock. Just about the whole roster. That it is. Willis takes the snap. Handoff this time to Terrell. Terrell is powering through. He carried about three guys with him and kept on going about eight yards past the first down marker to about the 43-yard line where they'll be set up with another first down. And the Tigers are marching. They're starting to use that size to their advantage. That they are. The Wolves are just getting gassed, and it's not for lack of effort, folks. The Wolves are out there giving it their all every play. But, you know, sometimes when you played so long, sometimes you just get tired. Just over nine minutes to go. Randolph County up 14 and nothing. And the thing about the linemen we do have, you just don't have anybody with that size to come in and replace them. Yep, that you don't. You're right about that. So, first and ten. Takes a snap. It's going to be a handoff to Jefferson this time, who picks up about eight yards. That'll bring us to just under nine minutes left to go here in the game. 
score fourteen to nothing. Tigers favor. And don't forget, next week we're gonna we will be on the road at Verbena to take on the Red Devils. Yeah, we'll be down there in the middle of nowhere, which we're used to because we're in the middle of nowhere over here. So we'll be used to going down there. Cover start at six thirty, same place, same time, and uh, we won't have the problems with the ads we had this week. So looking forward to that matchup. Willis under center takes snap. It's gonna be a toss. And the toss to Johnson, he goes to the house. No penalty flags. That's six more for the Randolph County Tigers. Making this score 20 to 14. I mean 20 to nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a great run right there by the Tigers running back. And uh, they opened that hole on the side right there. And he found it. And he just turned the jets on and... Like we've been saying, we're gassed, and we just couldn't catch up with them. Yep, yep, exactly, Jacob. And it looks like they'll let Wilson, uh, excuse me, they'll let Jonathan Ennis attempt this point after. See if he can get it through the uprights. It had the power last time, but just didn't have the accuracy. Snaps good, holds good, kicks right through the uprights. Oh, no, from here it looked good, but it was just left. So, their score stands at 20 to nothing. Randolph County Tigers over the Federal Wolves. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Federal Credit Union. These are roaring with hometown pride. Here at First Bank of Alabama, our bank family is cheering for your team, too. We support all our local communities with state-of-the-art banking. From checking to savings, construction loans, home equity, and home mortgages, we provide all of your consumer and commercial banking needs. We want you to bank how you want, whether it's online, in-person, mobile, or telephone banking. We make it easy for you. Visit us at firstbankal.com to find the most convenient way for you to bank. First Bank of Alabama, where you are first. First Bank of Alabama, member FDIC, equal housing link. Welcome back to the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth. Blake Bagley alongside Jacob Bassett here for the football game of the week. As the uh, Wolves find themselves in a little bit of trouble, and the uh, fat lady's warming up. She hadn't quite sung yet, but about eight minutes left to go in the game. The Wolves are down 20 to nothing, but are about to get the ball back. Yeah, the Wolves were in a small hole, six to nothing for most of the game. But I tell you what, that sand's just starting to sink quicker and quicker. That it is, Jacob. That it is. So Deloach back deep to receive, even though he can't really do anything with it once the ball is kicked. Short high kick that is fielded at about the 26 and uh, Zeke right there trying to get all the yards he could he jumped from the 23 to catch it and landed at the 26 trying to bend the rules a little bit and I believe that's a nice little loophole that Zeke he didn't uh, do anything against the rules so I don't see why it'd be a problem well, he caught the ball and they played it where he landed yeah, that's exactly right so let's see if they can get something going here they uh had a couple breaks, a couple drives ago, and just couldn't capitalize. So we'll see what they can do here. And the closest they came to the end zone was on defense. So under center, Peyton. He's going to drop back to the shotgun. Two receivers to each side. Aiden Blair in the backfield. He's going to take the snap and drop back to pass. He's going to fire one to Reed Wallace, who makes the catch. There's a penalty marker on the field, and we'll see what that is. 
Actually, that's Cadence Barrett, that quarterback right now. Oh, really? I didn't realize they had swallowed that. I guess, I guess they're uh, giving three different guys out there to see who's uh, going to be best suited to run run the offense. During the January, that's what you want to do is rotate a lot of these guys, see who the best fit is and what situations to get ready for next week. That's exactly right. And it looks like an ineligible receiver downfield, so it'll back him up another few yards. Yeah, your tackle has to know he can't travel no more than five yards, or that flag will be thrown every time. I've never really understood that. Cadence Barrett under center again. He's going to drop back in the shotgun. Aiden Blair in the backfield with him. Two receivers split out to each end. He's going to take the snap, and it looks like we had a false start there, so this one will be coming back. Uh, there was fly. every referee on the field saw that one. I'm, like I said earlier, uh, penalties are killing us, and that's something you cannot let happen. And uh, one good uh, positive about this, too, is the officiating has been pretty well throughout the whole game, which is good to see. Seven minutes, 30 seconds to go in the game. The Wolves are facing a first and 20 and a 20 to nothing hole. So see if they can get something going here. See if they can get on the board. Barrett in the shotgun. Two receivers split out to each end. Takes a snap, drops back to pass. He's got a pretty good bit of time. He's going to fire one over the middle of Zeke Deloach, who makes the catch at the 40-yard line. And a pickup of about 20 yards. And it looks like it'll be about a yard short of the first down. And somebody is down on the field. Not sure what happened there, but we're going to take an injury timeout. That's to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. My name is Lynn Hodges, and I recently went to Coosa Valley Medical Center for my annual mammogram. Since I'm classified as a senior citizen, I've experienced many mammograms over my years. Most of those tests have been painful, but my most recent mammogram was by far the most comfortable. The new 3D mammogram machine at Coosa Valley made for a pleasant and comfortable experience. Thank you, Coosa Valley, for making a life-saving test, one that was so much better. CVMC continues to be a jewel in the crown of our community. Welcome back to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Ashton Donahue got a little banged up on that play, but he's back up and good to go, trotting off the sideline. So that's what you like to see. Second down and one from the 35, 39. Takes a snap, Barrett tries to power up the middle. And he lost about half a yard, so that'll bring up third and three. Or, excuse me, third and one. Number 12, Man. On the yeah, nothing going there for the run game, but you're third and short. This is where you need to control your snap. And I believe if you do that, you might get a first down out of it, but you can't let the snap go over your head. No, that you can't. We've seen a lot of third down snaps go over the head, so... Just over six minutes left to go in the game. The Wolves are trying to get some scoring before the end of this thing as they're in a 20 nothing hole right now. Third and one. Shotgun trio in the backfield. Barrett uh, at the quarterback position. He hands it off to the left side. Zeke Veloach who breaks through. He's got five yards. He's got 10, 15, 20. Jukes a man out. He's to the 30, to the 25, and he's finally brought down about the 20-yard line, and that'll be another Southern Smiles of Silicaga first down. 
I tell you what, you can't help but appreciate the quickness of Zeke DeLoach. Right there, his show by, he could play anywhere you put him. Yeah, that he can. And nice play there by the offensive line opening up that hole. And it looks like we have a heat timeout on the field, but we'll keep it here. Jacob, wow, what a player out there. It looks like he's going to be taken down in the backfield, and he explodes for about a 40-yard gain. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's senior experience combined with the ability to be quick on your feet, hold on to the football. There's a good snap, a good just a good play all the way around, and tell you what, we're knocking on that door. We need a score right here. Yeah, we do, and I'm going to tell you what, Jacob, that was great patience as well by Zeke Loach. He didn't just hit up the middle. He was patient, let the hole open up, and then he uh, exploded up through it. So that was uh, definitely a good play there. Just over five and a half minutes to go. The Wolves are at the 15-yard line, so closest they've been on offense to the goal line so far. See if they draw up here. Barrett's still in at quarterback. First and ten from the 15-yard line. Aiden Blair in the backfield with him. Two receivers split out to each end. Cameron is in the game at receiver. Takes a snap, and it's going to be a keeper by Barrett. He's going to go around to the right side, step over as a man, close to a face mask there, but I think he had the jersey, and so he'll lose about two yards. Yeah, just just nothing going there. We need to go forwards, not backwards. Right there, he had no help, and that Randolph County defense was all over it. That they were. So we'll see what they can do here five minutes go down 20 to nothing see if we can get some sort of offense going we've been it was a defensive battle through the first half and kind of been more the same here in the second half yeah just a few quick little plays by randolph county is the difference in this one that it is barrett steps back he's gonna pass deep and intended for pay zeke deloach not pacey he's graduated <laughs> yeah I, you know i've seen pacey walking around i did too today a lot of old playable wolves football players around this uh crowd tonight i'll tell you what i i still can't get over just being a jamboree game how great this crowd yeah, is that it is jacob I don't know. Maybe people think we got the the plague or something because there ain't a lot of people that sits around us over here. I know. We have a uh, Coach Morris Phillips sitting over here beside us, so he's in big great right. company this whole game. So we appreciate him entertaining us with the the Braves game over here. That's right. That's right. I know you're keeping glued to that. <laughs> Third down at 13. Barrett takes the snap. He's gonna roll left. He's gonna fire one to Zeke the low two. Surprisingly, hung on to that for a gain of about seven yards. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though. Reed Wallace was coming across the field wide open. would have been six, but I believe Cadence had Zeke sniffed out. That's, that was his planned target, and that's what he went with. And it was a completion, but it wasn't the kind of completion that we needed. Nope, and it was actually way less yards than I thought it picked up. From this angle, it looked like he picked up six or seven, but he picked up about three, and this will bring fourth and ten up. I might would try to send Nick a bar, see if he can get him a a, uh, a field goal here, but I think it's a little out of his range right now, so he'll keep the offense on the field. Hunter Hammond and Zeke split out to the left. 
Cameron Hammers to the right. Blair in the backfield with Barrett. Barrett steps back. He heaves one up to Pacey, who makes the catch. And that's six points for the Wolves. Touchdown, Wolves. So we will not go home with a shutout. I'll tell you what, that was a great pitch and catch by quarterback to receiver. That it was, and what a leap by Zeke to jump up behind the defenders. He makes a catch, and that'll put six points on the board for the Wolves. Tell you, Zeke might be the shortest one on the field, but he has some pretty good hops. That he does, and uh, he's got a lot of focus on the ball, you know, just like that catch he had earlier. And it looks like they're going to let old Nick Abar go out there and try this point after attempt. And I'm excited to see that. You know, there's nothing that helps a young player more than knowing his coach has confidence in his abilities. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Nick. And we're going to have a timeout called by Coach Limbaugh. All righty. Well, maybe he's going to think this one over. They're taking a timeout. We'll take one with him. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Why should your business join the Greater Coosa Valley Chamber of Commerce? Connection. Stay connected with the Chamber Community Calendar. Submit your events and be a part of the Chamber Community Events Calendar. For more information, visit us at greatercoosavalleychamber.com. Heritage Freight provides a wide variety of transportation, warehousing, and logistics services. Heritage Freight has earned a solid record of accomplishment in the industry by focusing on providing world-class customer service, employing only the most qualified and experienced drivers, and by having an unwavering commitment to quality. Heritage Freight received the 2020 Alabama Trucking Association's Excellence in Safety Award. They invite you to try their services and see the difference for yourself. Call 256-245-2488 or contact them at heritagefreight.com. Welcome back to Farm Links Field, where me and Jacob Bassett are hanging up here in the Atkinson Homes broadcast booth. As the Wolves just got on the board, and now they they cut into that deficit a little late, though. About three and a half minutes left to go in the game, and it's twenty to six now. And attempting a point after attempt. Barrett rolls to the left. He heaves one to Wallace, and he caught it in the pylon, so the two-point conversion is good. So that'll make it 20-8. to eight. And I was still a little disappointed they couldn't find the kicking block out there to let uh, Nick Abar kick that extra point. I know. I was excited, but uh, they couldn't find the kicking block. That's why the timeout was called. And, yep. You know, a lot of kids these days, they, you like to when they're learning how to kick to start off with, especially in high school, they like to use that kicking block as opposed to kicking it on the ground. And when you have a freshman kicker, you got to let him try to find the block. you got to have that where you can find it. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be sure to get on to Coach Limbaugh. Let me put that in my notes on uh, Thursday night at the coaches' show. That's unacceptable. We finally got to see a kicker go out for an extra point. It's the first time we've seen that in like four years. Well, Levi was the kicker when I started doing this four years ago. That tells you anything. So uh, another freshman that worked his way up to being one of the best kickers in the county as a senior. So maybe Nick will be the same way. Well, you know, watching him in warm-ups earlier, he looks promising. Yeah, that that he does. So maybe we'll get to see him next week or who knows here later in the game. They can find that dead blame block. We're going to see an onside kick here. I th- uh, yeah, sure is. The kicking block's laying on the ground in front of the cheerleaders. <laughs> Wow. Well, Nick's going to get this teed up for him, and he's going to kick it. Another, wow, good high kick, and it'll land at the 20-yard line. So 
he's definitely got some power under that thing. Yeah, and, you know, as he gets older, he'll put some distance with that power, too. Uh, so that was a pretty decent kick by Nicobar. That it was. That it was. So just over three and a half minutes to go in the game. Wolves down 20 to 8. And this might be the final drive of the game if the Randolph County Tigers can get a couple first downs. Yeah, you would think they would just run the clock out. You know, they have a long drive home, so let's just run this thing out. Let's get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what what they can do here. Willis, handoff up the middle to Terrell. Terrell powers his way forward, still going, and picks up about four yards. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling that breeze coming from that coach's booth up there. It is starting to feel like wintertime down here, man. That it is. That it is. Feels nice to me, though. I mean, yeah, it does now, but when it's 75 degrees and I still have that, you know, I hate, I hate the cold. That you do. I do remember. I told him at the station, I was like, we have got to get this man some kind of pullover or jacket before it gets to be about the third week of the season. Well, Michael said it's coming, but it needs to be before November. That it does. That it does. So just under three minutes to go. It's going to bring up about second and four, second and five. Willis under center. Takes a snap. This time it's going to be a handoff to a new face. Number, it looked like number five, but I don't have a number five on the uh on the roster, and it was number five, so probably just an extra jersey they had laying around. Let's put it on a lineman and let him go out and possibly get, get some snaps. Yeah, possibly could have been Jaquavius Andrews, but he's listed as wearing number eight, but maybe he swapped to number five. And for some reason, we have a timeout on the field by Randolph County, so we'll we'll take a quick timeout up here as well. You're listening to the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. The Silicaga Parks and Recreation Department is hosting a movie in the park August 27th, 7 p.m. at Central Park in Silicaga. Now, according to their license, the name of the film cannot be specifically mentioned, but there will be a spider guy meet and greet from 6 to 7 p.m. If that gives you a hint, there will also be family-friendly food trucks on site, so come and bring your lawn chairs or a blanket to enjoy a free movie in Central Park. Sponsored by Heritage South Credit Union. This is another money moment from Sycamore Federal Credit Union. Did you know the more money you pay down, the lower you can get your payment? Let us help to get you in that ride. Sycamore Federal Credit Union, online at sycamorefcu.com. Welcome back to Farm Links Field for the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Union. Just over two minutes left to go in this game. Randolph County's got a first and ten, so I anticipate this will be the last few plays we'll have. Willis under center. He's going to take the snap, hand it off up the middle, and no game. And uh, the way it looks right now, Fayetteville's got a, a few new faces in there trying to get them some snaps before we head into our season opener at Verbena next week. But when you're down 20 to 8 with two minutes to go, why not try something yeah, like that? Yeah, absolutely. Get some new faces in there. Get them some experience and let them, let them play some ball because they're playing now. They'll probably be playing later. And more experience is better than less experience. So second and nine. Minute 45 to go. 28 to, 20 to 8 is the score. 
Randolph County with the ball. Willis takes a snap up the middle. And powering about five yards through there. Going to bring up about third and six. This probably bring us less than a minute left to play in regulation. Yeah, and they're you know they're winding this play clock down in the huddles. You know, you got a play clock on both sides of the field. You you know they're looking at it, watching it wind down. Then we're gonna break the huddle. Let's get a snap and let's do the same thing and let's get out of here. Um, but I tell you what, I've seen some positive things from the Wolves tonight, some negative things. But those negatives we need to fix, make positives before next week. That we do. Uh, one negative that has to be fixed is scoring. <laughs> it's hard to score eight points and win a ball game this this day and age, and really any day and age. So, have to get that ball moving. Willis takes the snap. It's going to be a handoff straight up the middle, and it's going to be pick up of about two or three yards. That's going to bring up fourth and one. Uh, and another thing we got to fix is penalties. Yeah, that we do. And turnovers. Penalties and turnovers. Uh, Miss snaps. So the Wolves take a timeout with 35 seconds left, but we'll keep it here. And I'm not sure why they took that timeout, Jacob. I, I don't know. I, th- I figured they'd be ready to get out of here, but maybe Limbaugh wants to try something. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. So we'll... Let's see what they do. You never know what's ticking in that old visor of his. Yeah, we don't call him the mad visor for no reason. So, speaking of signature hats, it's good to see the highlighter hat again. That's something you look forward to every football season. The high, that's the highlighter hat of Coach Mark Reed, the defensive coordinator. That it is, yep. He's been wearing that thing for quite a while. And he said the reason he, I asked him one time when I was in school why he wore it, and he said because uh, if players had trouble finding they had trouble finding him years before, so he said, I know they won't have trouble finding me with this thing on. You can talk about a funny guy too. Mark Reed is a funny guy, man. I had him as a teacher, and he was a—he was one that left a lasting impression. I had a few that didn't, but he did. Well, I had some leave a lasting impression. I didn't like that much, but yeah. others I did. He was one of the positive ones. Fourth and two. Willis under center. There was a jump, but not called, and that'll be a first down picked up. And that'll probably be the last play of the game. Yeah, the clock will stop to move the chains, and I think, and once they're set, that clock will start, and I think it's going to be time to get out of here. That it is. There's more time on the play clock than there is on the uh, game clock. So I think we'll get on out here as it ticks on. And so your final score this evening is going to be the Wolves 20. I mean, Randolph County 20, the Wolves 8. And uh, so not the way you want to start out the. First game of the season in the Jamboree. So they'll hand it off one more time. I'll bring us to the end of regulation. We'll be back here shortly with the post-game show list of the Federal Football Game of the Week on the Federal Sports Network, presented by Coosa Pines Federal Credit Union. Let us find what you're looking for. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the advice provided by your real estate agent. This is Blake Farr with Area Real Estate. I can help you understand how much house you can afford. If you're selling, I can estimate the value of your property and how to ensure your property sells quickly for the highest price possible. Stop by our office on West Fort William Street anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let us find what you're looking for. 
Let Central Alabama Community College prepare you to be work ready. Enroll in the six-week ready-to-work program and learn the skills you need to start a new career. Call 256-378-2024 to enroll. Don't let this free training opportunity pass you by. Call 256-378-2024 today. Get ready to work with Central Alabama Community College's free class. Call 256-378-2024. Central Alabama Community College. Central to you. Financing your new home with your Supplines Federal Credit Union is as easy as one, two, dream come true. You can still find a great deal on a home loan. Coosa Pines offers fixed rate and adjustable rate mortgages at rates often below all others. And Coosa Pines makes it easy to finance the home of your dreams with no application fees and low closing costs. Visit CoosaPinesFCU.org for details today. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID 464059. Annual percentage rates vary. Membership required restrictions apply. My name is Lynn Hodges, and I recently went to Coosa Valley Medical Center for my annual mammogram. Since I'm classified as a senior citizen, I've experienced many mammograms over my years. Most of those tests have been painful, but my most recent mammogram was by far the most comfortable. The new 3D mammogram machine at Coosa Valley made for a pleasant and comfortable experience. Thank you, Coosa Valley, for making a life-saving test, one that was so much better. CVMC continues to be a jewel in the crown of our community. Coosa Valley Recycling is currently only serving commercial and industrial contractors for all of their recyclable metals. They can bring your business a dumpster to put recyclables into, and they offer demolition services. Call 256-245-4300 for a quote or for more information. Stay tuned to their Facebook page for when they plan to reopen to the public. This is the Radio Alabama Sports Post Game Show on the Fayetteville Sports Network. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fayetteville Football Game of the Week, which just ended on the Fayetteville Sports Network, presented by Coos Pines Federal Credit Unit. This is the Post Game Show. We'll be getting ready to uh, pack up and leave this Atkinson Holmes broadcast booth. And uh, unfortunately for the Wolves, they didn't get too many Southern Smiles of Silicaga first downs this evening. Yeah, and that will officially conclude the fall camp portion of the football season. Now you're starting to get into game planning every week for a, a different opponent starting off with Verbena on the road next Friday night. Which is a region game. If I... It's a non-region game. Oh, it's not a region game. It's a non-region okay. game. Uh, you'd think it was being about the same size schools or whatever, but I, we have got a lot of things to clean up for next Friday night. That is, Jacob. If they can't get the turnovers under wraps, the penalties under wraps, and just, you know, better uh, movement of the ball on offense, this could be a long season. Well, we knew coming into the season that the offensive line was going to be an issue. Coach Limbaugh said that our uh, biggest lineman wasn't 168 pounds soaking wet. I did see a few guys just a little bit bigger than that, but, I mean, they're younger guys. But as guys with experience are smaller guys, and that's going to hurt us in the long run coming up against some of these teams with great defenses that we'll play. 
you got to have a great line. Your run game needs it. Your passing game needs it. Everything needs to start with a great line. That it does, Jacob. So they need to clean those things up. And what is something that they did well tonight that they can improve on and, and keep doing well? Well, when they moved Zeke to receiver, we know Zeke is a star receiver. He was that way last year. But, yes, he did have his brother passing the ball to him last year. But he had a – who was it that he had? It was a Hunter Hammonds was one in Cadence Barrett. When they put Cadence at quarterback, they did extremely they well. They started clicking right off the Only back. score they had this evening. Uh, the only score, but I'm telling you, a lot of the big plays, you know, those 25-yard or more plays, it was Cadence to Zeke, and you're going to have to, you're going to need that. Yeah, that you are, Jacob, and, and I, I think that they did find the recipe for success. Um, by doing that this evening, and I think that's what they need to go do going forward. Um, I just hope that they can get those things corrected because it may be a long year if they can't. But I guess that's all for this Jamboree game. We'll be back with more action next week. Uh, join us at RadioAlabamaSports.com. Click on the Federal Sports Network. We'll be there. as If things go to plan at 6.30 as usual with the pregame, we got all the wrinkles ironed out. Here in this Jamboree game, and then we'll start. Game will start at seven. And then we'll have a short post-game show afterwards. Uh, Jacob, is there anything that uh, you want to say to the listeners out there? First of all, thank y'all for being patient. This is a Jamboree game, not only for the football team, but it's time for us to fix those kinks and everything. And thank y'all for joining us. And don't forget to tune in Thursday night at seven o'clock as me and Blake will interview Coach John Limbaugh live at Harvey's on Noble for the Coach John Limbaugh Show. That we will. And uh, lastly and most importantly, go Wolves. And War Eagle.